Welcome to the Hellyhead Show. This is episode 68. I am your host, Skids. And of course, we have Gucci. Hello, my friends. And we've got guest host, Diamond Diamante. What's going on? And we've got our special guest, Mr. Bill Ann from the YouTubes. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Give this man a man a cookie. Oh my a gosh, it's already something. started this freaking guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. You know, it's and just it, like Bill to show up one number short of 69. <laughs> Best number ever. I'm just saying. It happens yep. to Bill every time. He's like, yep. man, I'm, I'm like, aiming for 69. But... <laughs> He's like, oh man, I missed the 69. Oh man, <laughs> oh, man. wait, it's only 68. <laughs> and now it's 70 Damn it. 69 like sums up my sex life <laughs> all right <laughs> oh, I missed that number. <laughs> you add one bill oh you add gosh one. not good at math not good. yeah he's not good at math <laughs> he's good at proteins yep yep oh. we might talk some about that aren't we <laughs> maybe yeah if he mm-hmm. lets us yeah if he lets us yeah if, if i let you uh Man, wow, you guys want to rip right into it? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, well, we want to thank everyone for downloading, streaming, and listening to our podcast. Thank you so much. And, uh, Gooch, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Oh, my turn, huh? Do it here. I don't have a lot. Uh, I have, yeah, I think we're all pretty light on the weeks, but we'll, we'll make it make it work. Okay. So I uh I, I keep flying my 580, dude. That's that heli is freaking butter. That raw 580. Mm. So like put road. more flights on it. Um, I'm starting to to like sub 2000, you know, to kind of practice. It gets me almost four minutes of flying time mm-hmm. on a 7s, uh, mm. 5000 milliamp battery. So how are but, we like in the 7s? Hmm? So. I really, really, that 7S opened up my eyes, at least at a 600 size. And I'm, I'm really, really thinking the Puma will be 7S also. Mm. You know, we got some overachievers in the heli group. You know, we're going to have some 8Ss <laughs> and 8S. stuff. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, just because, you know, like Gucci did 7S or he's going to do 7S. We got to, you know, mm. one-up everybody. So. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do two eight S's. You're going to do two eight S's? Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, suck it. Yeah, suck it, Steve. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think initially I'm going to start with a 12 S because I have the power set up for that. I have a 4035 Scorpion. I have nice. a 130 amp ESC 12 S that I could put in there. I already have batteries and I have some 4500s. You know, wait, 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 uh, wait. Go ahead. 4035, and you're going to run 7S? No. So, initially, what I'm trying to say is I'm going to start with 12S. Okay. Just because I have the power setup. Okay. And then, I think I'm going to drop down to the exact same setup that I have on the 580. like it. Which is a 4025, 1120 KV with a 155 YG on it. Gotcha. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is that you've ordered 
a Payuma. Yes, I mm. definitely have. Like that, I could, I could not order it. I, I really thought I was not going to, and then I saw a few people rip on it on six S, six S, and that thing freaking rips. You know, it's perfect for not necessarily hardcore 3D, but you could still do 3D and not like, you know, just some pitch pumps. Like, Mm -hmm. not some pitch pumps and some hitting the wall. Right. So I'm kind of sold on it. I think it's going to be a good addition. Plus, I don't have a raw 700, uh, you know, standard raw 700 electric. So I think that's going to be my 700 raw intro airframe. Heck yeah. I, um... I really like the colors on the canopy too. I think it looks yeah. way better than the 580. Sorry to anybody who owns a 580, but I think the Puma has better colors. Mm-hmm. Is it? Do you? Got, what's your guys' thoughts on the canopy? Because in my opinion, I do like it a lot more than the standard raw. That's interesting, because uh, Chris Barnes is a huge fan of the guppy fish mouth thing (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not i'm like super stoked about the take the canopy off bit so um Mm -hmm. i i think i think that's cool that's me yeah but yeah i'm the same boat as you because as much as i like the standard raw look with the Mm -hmm. yeah guppy mouth i guess we're calling it now (laughs) look it's kind of because it's got more of a visual um it look it's more you're able to see it more in the air when I saw Kyle fly it. Right. Than, mm-hmm. than like the standard raw because it's got more, the campy stands out a little more. Right. Yeah. So totally I agree. I'm kind of like indifferent to a certain degree, but at the same time, flying the 580, like it's not a big deal if I have to take the canopy off to put the battery in. You know, especially if, you, if you're doing a single pack, super easy, slide it in, no. You know, it's not like you're you're having all these wires you got to contend with. Still, just two wires going to the ESC. Simple setup. Is it really a big deal? I don't think it is, and it looks better in my opinion. That was my biggest pet peeve with the raw is when you're flying, you'd see the wires like come out the side. <laughs> yeah. So, so with this new one, it's like it kind of hides as though it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm with you guys. I think the canopy, in my opinion, it it looks better. So, I do too. Uh, it's a nice looking alley. Yep. So that one is coming in hot, right? Supposed to be end of April, maybe. Um, yeah, let's hope. Uh, yeah. Pre-order yeah. now. Yep. Yep. Direct. Right. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> <Hallie> Direct. <laughs> Hashtag BK Hobbies. Hashtag A Main. So. Yeah, I just was looking at their website. That's all. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, well. They they sent out the email, right? The same email I think even BK Hobbies sent. So, what's the other heli that they're also releasing end of the month? It's a new design for the the Kraken 580, right? Correct. So, I don't I don't know if I'm I'm not a big fan of red. I love this new scheme. Do you? Oh my god! I don't know what's going on, but all my helis are red, so I'm an yeah. absolute fan of this new scheme. So it's basically so, just a new it's just a new color scheme or is there actually changes to the heli? I don't think there's any changes other than the scheme. I don't think so. Yeah. It changes to your mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's got LEDs in the paint. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I don't think uh there's really anything 
different. Let's see here. Uh, it's a new color scheme, latest and greatest 580 ships with new S-line main and tail blades. So it's really like a new... Edition. Yeah, it's like the S-edition where it's a new paint scheme and it comes with a new updated blades. I wish it was S-600 mm. blades, though. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But you're getting something. You're getting new blades with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're getting... It's not like you're getting the other hell. At least you're getting the new blaze with it, and you're getting a scheme that matches more to the updated schemes. Okay, this is right. this is my question. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at our website now. I don't want to say if it's BKA main or Heli Direct. All of them at the once. Kraken 580 is eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. for the SAB Golden Kraken 580 yellow blue, but then the new raw 700 is also like eight thirty. There's not a big difference in price mm-hmm. between the 580 and the 700. You mean the, the Are you talking about the, the brand new one? Yeah, yeah, looks, yeah. I think it's new. Uh, it says you can add the card now. This is SAB Kraken 580 yellow blue. Mm-hmm. It's like $798. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you look at the new, um, when I was looking at that new raw. Yeah. Huma, yeah, that's like, it's like eight hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, I think that, right. Or there's not really yeah. a big difference in the price. Yeah, it's um the the new one. I think the reason for it being cheaper is because it has the five eighty, and it's like the nitro. It's yeah. okay. So yeah, it's a it shares more parts with the nitro than it does anything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's essentially the electric version of the nitro. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and from from a carbon standpoint, the the Kraken 580 has a lot more carbon potentially than the new raw. Okay. Puma. Yeah, right. Right. Interesting. So, and the yeah. Puma is uh, a pound lighter than their regular raw. Yes. Yeah, it's 870. It's 870. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 869 for the Puma. Yep. Could they just call it Puma? I mean, for God's sake, come on. Can we just call it Puma? Can we do that? I mean, come on. It's probably an Italian name, right? It is. Puma meaning feather. You know what it means? It means Puma. That's what it means. I mean, well, it needs to be Puma. If they if they make me say Puma, then I'm just going to call it the dirty feather. In your hands, Kevin, it is going to get dirty. It'll be a dirty feather. We call it Puma, but then we have to paint it black, and nobody's going to see it. Oh man, murder it out. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to see it. Right. Yeah. So, all this talk about the Puma or the Puma, whatever you want to call it, Bill. Um, man, I'm ready for a fun fly. And I wish I could get the Puma before Spring Fling. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but. Never say never. Yeah, never say never. Um, and. I just, I'm in a funk, man. Like, I, I, I fly in front of my house and I get flights in, but it's just not the same without all the the friends, the heli friends, the heli well, buddies that we have, yeah. you know? Come to my field for like a week. Yeah, let, let me take off and, you know, just, you know, come hang out. That'd be amazing. Yeah, be awesome. I got guest rooms. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Bill doesn't live that far away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll all come up there, hang out. Mm-hmm. No, we're gonna meet up at Spring Fling. That's gonna be it's gonna be a bash, a spring mm-hmm. bash. 
So when are you getting yeah, dead, when, Chris? Huh? When are you getting to spring point? By Thursday night. Okay. I'm going to try my darnest to be there Friday morning. Yeah. My my best. If not, it might just be one of those come in Saturday morning, start flying at like 5 a.m. and just keep flying until I pass out on Sunday morning. When he says yeah. Friday morning, he means like 2 or 3 in the morning. So, yeah, you get misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He's and not- he's going to fly at 6 a.m. and you won't see him till like Saturday at 8 p.m. Right. He's not like He's not like me. If I told you in the morning, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be there in the morning, which would be like 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's too funny. Well, cool. But you got anything else? That's it. All Short right. week. Weeks. Weeks. Bill, why don't you go through your week? Go through my week. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I want to, uh, on a sad note, I'd like to mention uh, we lost one of our dear friends, Mike Longo. Um, I don't know if you guys saw about that. Um, but he passed away, um, I believe, early this week. He was a very good uh, friend to a lot of people um, and definitely a good friend to to Rob McClellan, the tune. Um, and I, and I got to say, Rob, Rob, Rob was one of those people who was really there for them, really there for uh, Mike, um, I've, I believe, over these past uh, difficult year that he's had. Um, uh, we lost uh, Mike Longo, um, and he was really—he was one of those people who I would say was really hardcore um, RC Halley guy. Uh, I mean, he—he he had no planes, and he hated planes. <laughs> so, yeah, I like uh, him already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike was really hardcore, and um, he made a lot of the New Jersey fun flies. He came to HOD a few times. He went to a few other events. Um, I think maybe once I can't remember if he went to Spring Fling or not, but uh, but we are. He was in, he was one of those people who was instrumental in helping me get into um, radio controlled helicopters. Um, between him and Rob, because there was a period when I was starting out where I just I couldn't get into an actual club to fly and fly with other heli pilots without driving like two hours somewhere. Mm. Um, but Mike really helped me out. Uh, getting into one of the local clubs and, and that really helped me really kind of helped me stay in the hobby when I was kind of like, you know, you have that period where you're just like, I don't know if I'm really going to do this. You know, it's really going to work out. Um, but it's definitely a sad note. Um, and we will miss him, but we'll always remember the, the great memories that we had with Mike. Um, I'll be doing a video with Rob where we're going to kind of d- talk more about Mike. Um, so hopefully that will come out next week. Um, and then besides that, uh, I started a new YouTube channel, Bill's Guitar Extra. Yeah. <laughs> it's not free. Uh, so everybody, don't subscribe to Bill and subscribe to Bill's Guitar Extra. Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, no. He'll provide free music, but we're going to force him to start a Patreon so people can help support Bill's new channel. Yes, I need that. I no, think you can that's just hand a great me the idea. Yeah, I might do a Patreon, but like I said, it's not going to just be music. Um, so Bill's guitar expert. What I'm hoping to do is, it's just I, I've been really on a big um, guitar kick over the past few years. Even though I've been playing on and off since about '93, uh, but I've really been doing a lot 
over the past few years. I bought a lot of gear. So I'm hoping to do, uh, you know, maybe like guitar reviews, gear reviews, uh, maybe just some of my musings about um, some of the stuff that I know about guitars that I wish I had known before. Uh, and that's basically the gist of it. So it's going to be a bunch of hopefully different things. Um, I mean, it's not going to be content as fast as I get it, like on Bill Ann, uh, but so it'll be more sporadic. But there, there will be hopefully content. But if you support that, you know, his Patreon, you'll get yes. to see uncut footage. You will get yes, yes. It's going to be like just, OnlyFans. You're going to go see stuff that. Oh Jesus! I thought we were going to avoid that. You wish. See. <laughs> <laughs> You might get to see more of Diamante than you hope. Yes. Um, but I just released my first song. So if you go on there, there's a song on there. It's kind of a surf rocky song. Uh, you can listen to that, Surf One. And you can also download it um, if you follow the link in the, in the notes. Um, and then I have another song that's going to be going up soon. And that's kind of like a surf rocky type song also. But then I have another song that will be coming up. Um, which will be a little bit, a little bit more harder because the thing is, I, and you can download these songs if you want. I mean, because the thing is, uh, like when I was starting out doing my YouTube channel, I mean, one of the hard problems was just finding like good quality songs that work that would work with what the content I was content that I was trying to put out. Um, so it's kind of like me giving back, but then at the same time, it allows me to um, create stuff. Yeah, we'll have to get uh, you have to get Andrew Lax on some of those tracks. Oh, God. tracks. <laughs> and then you should put your music on Apple and Spotify. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Uh, but you. you can see the making of these videos if you you know subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, you don't want to see the making of these uh, videos. <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm just saying, you're not gonna want to see it. So. Um, but other than that, uh, I ordered a Scorpion 130 amp V2, drive units, baby. Um, trying to get my stuff, Georges in the house. I'm trying to get my. Uh, I'm trying. To, I have the electronics now, so hopefully, if the uh, flash does come out from links, uh, I have the electronics for it. So I just need the kit. Are you doing a Scorpion motor? Yes. What size? I, uh, I'd have to look. I already have a Scorpion motor, unless it doesn't fit. <laughs> so, nice. but the thing is, the flash is going to be very. It's going to be a very light helicopter, so it's not going to need like a super powerhouse system. Hey, Bill. Okay. While while you wait, I think you should buy a Puma. <laughs> Just, well, I don't know. For a little bit less money, I could also have a Kraken 580 too. Yeah. So kind of. Kind of. It's yeah, kind but... of a talk about. Yeah, but what what do you like more, seven hundred or like the six hundred size? Uh, I've actually gone. I I have to say, I've gone more towards the larger helicopter lately. Mm -hmm. Haven't mm -hmm. crashed it. Um, so, but I have really been enjoying my. I like everything. I have been enjoying my six hundred a lot too. So, um, and then I also bought a Blue Yeti mic. That's what I'm talking through now because that's going to allow me to hopefully I can use it more for um, audio production uh, for producing videos. Um, see, that's how you're supposed to sound, Chris. Yeah, see, this is how you're, yeah. I'm not running around at last minute to try and find. 
I in my it. defense, <laughs> there's no defense, defense, Chris. Fair <laughs> enough. We'll blame uh, Kim. I also booked my hotel for Spring Fling. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, Billion's gonna be there. Oh man, mm. I better not. Now I got two reasons not to show up. Pretty mm. much. Mm. And also, no, I have I have reasons. So he shoots really high quality videos, and I need some new videos of me. Don't worry, oh. dude. I got you covered. Sweet, perfect. I'm not going because Bill makes me crash. <laughs> you make yourself crash while you're flying, but that's not my fault. <laughs> I have the opposite issue. Whenever Bill videos me, I never fly good. It's always a he always be like standing there spotting me, and then he's like, I'll video next flight. I throw down in the flight that he's just standing there spotting me. He goes to video, and I'm like, I just didn't didn't push it the same. <laughs> That's funny. But you know what? They're the same thing. This is what a lot of people do. They're like, they go up there and they're like, no, no, don't take video now. And I'm like, don't worry. Let me just take the video. We could do another one later. No, no, don't. I, I, I don't. I, I don't feel. There's a particular person. He knows what I'm talking about. Does this all the time. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I know really, uh, he's based out of New York. He's like, oh, no, no, not right now. Uh, I, I'm just not feeling it. And then he goes up and he slams the howie like all over this guy. It's like the most incredible flight. Um, and, and then, and I never took video of it. And then later on he goes and I shoot video and we take the video and he's like, yeah, I don't know. The flight from before was better. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? <laughs> just killing me. Killing me. That's funny. You should but... just paparazzi them. Like everyone on the flight line. Yeah. You just don't, don't tell say. them. You, you gotta yeah. like sneak up behind them, do the video and. That'll be a good surprise, right? Yeah. I mean, Bill's done that to me a couple times, and I feel like that's the best videos he's put out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna the do demo, this. and then there's the one with the Black Thunder he put up from, I believe, his last uh, spring. I didn't even know he was recording, and then he posted a video. I'm like, oh, he was actually recording on that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. You had a really good Diablo flight, too. Yeah. Uh, um, from Rochester. And uh, yep. the other thing is, you had a good, you had a good raw video. I just have to figure out where it is to find it <laughs> because uh, from uh, from Rochester. But the problem was that was when I had that laptop and the laptop then kind of died. So I think it's on the laptop. I have to figure out if I can restart it and get that video off of there. But you had a really good raw video, too. That was the demo, wasn't um, it? Yes. Yeah. That demo was yeah. killer. That was I got to get it. I think hopefully it's on the laptop. So And then the other thing I did, last thing I did this week is I got, I got my... Uh, my Les Paul standard, uh, my new Les Paul standard back from the Guitar Tech. Yes, yes I mentioned that. Um, the tech set it up, uh, set it up like just amazing, killer guitar. Close nice action. Set. You like the action close? He set the action. He worked. He did a little bit of work on the on the um, on the nut. Um, he lowered the, uh, the. He adjusted the pickup height. He polished the frets. I mean, he did like everything. He even polished wow. the frets. And it's just, it's pretty incredible. Very nice. Uh, or I'm pretty happy with it. That but that's, nice uh, that's my week. Nice. All right. Diamond, hit us with it. What you got? Uh, I didn't, I really didn't do much this week. Other than uh, unpack for Miami. Hmm. We can talk Did about you, that you, a little bit. You, you, yeah, you came back in, uh, with all the helis, right? Did you crash anything? I didn't crash anything. Holy smokes. Is that like had, the second time ever? Yeah. So I had one little mishap um, that I took tail blades and tail fin off. 
other than that, everything came back in one piece, even the new heli, which surprised me. Why don't you give us like you know a five minute sort of synopsis of Miami and uh, who was there? Why should we have been there? Did we miss anything? Give it to us. What we got? Uh, so what you missed was a bunch of uh, good flying, and this is like cool about that event is I feel like a lot of people from more like south go to that one. So a lot of people. So if you're from the like northern part of the East Coast, most people don't come up here. So, if you're down there, like, there's a lot of pilots I've never even heard of that were there, which oh, was wow. very cool. And they throw down, which is hmm. awesome. Um, there was, of course, your big hitters, like Nick, Kyle were there, and Bert, um, which was cool to see them fly and to catch up with them. But the event overall had this, like, super laid-back, like, vibe about it i guess i don't know i was trying to figure out something else with that vibe today but it was like super laid back and it was like it was literally just like a fun fly like there's nothing crazy and then on top of that they had an f3c contest mm. which was fun to do and they got it got some more uh eyes on on that side of the hobby uh along did with you, like having did you do support. it or yeah i did do it oh nice yep and then which that was good. That was good. Got more eyes on it. It got um we helped some more uh sportsman pilots understand what they're doing and even had a couple new people try it. So overall the event was like awesome. And then of course I had the night flying, which was awesome too. Hmm. Very cool. And, and there wasn't much carnage at this one. A lot of badass flights, but not much carnage. Well, that's no fun. That's no RCHO. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, that only happens to RCHO. <laughs> I'm like complete opposite of everybody. I like watching people fly, and then it comes back once. <laughs> mm. Like, don't get me wrong. I like a good crash, but I like it better when they land. So I'm like, oof. <laughs> I, like video on of, you. I like video of a good crash. Yeah. Listen, everybody likes a good crash. Like, one word, like, the boom somehow and wrap around the head and stuff like that. Like, that's a good one. Like, <laughs> Did you so you did you watch Kyle? Did he even fly the Puma there? Yes, he did. And then the Nimbus, right? The Nimbus was out too. Nick Nick flew that. Yep. Mm. That's awesome. <clears throat> I actually was right next to Kyle. I flew the new uh the new the new seven hundred raw. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name. Dirty feather. Uh, so that was the <laughs> secret because I heard about that. I heard about the uh the secret S A B Howley. I don't yeah, think it was uh, secret. I don't think he just didn't, you know, promote it that way. If okay. People saw it. They saw it. I think kind of what it came down to. Okay. Because yeah. obviously they didn't have to take it, right? They yeah. Have to bring secretive, it. not secretive. So like, I don't think he pushed. Like, he didn't push the name out there, like on Facebook and stuff. But he was pretty open about it when we were at the event. Mm. But it was cool yeah. to see it, and it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty uh, badass helicopter because it's like. This nice in between, like you don't have to run like super high head speed, and it well, it really can't. I don't want to say it can't take it, but it's not designed for that, right? So it's like it's nice, like in between helicopter where you can practice on stuff, and it's still seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I almost mean, forces and, and you, right? Light. Yeah, it forces you to stay under that two thousand head speed, oh, and yet yeah, it's uh, still it's still flying really good, even at two thousand or less. You know, I think oh, it's Kyle's a great idea. Fine. You know, Kyle's fine at 2000 and was yeah. beating it up. So. But I think it's a great idea simply because, you know, if somebody's wanting to dabble in, you know, a 700 class 
and they're coming from 550 class, they could take all that power system, put it into the 700, and fly 6S in the, the Big Bird, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so and I, I think it's kind of a nice segue to get them used to flying bigger models. So if they do want to step up into a bigger RAW or a Kraken or whatever, they're already kind of used to, you know, looking at a larger helicopter in the air, you know? Yeah, and then on top of that, it's also like, with the with that one, it's not as intimidating for some reason. I don't know why. Right. For me, it felt like it wasn't as intimidating as flying RAW 700 or Kraken 700S. Gotcha. For some reason, I don't know if it was because of the lower head speed or something, but it felt more like something that could, you could, that could be your segue into getting like a 700 raw right. or a crack, which would be, it's like a good in-between step. Yeah, for some people it could be their like quote-unquote warm-up bird, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you got somebody like Mitch Booth, remember like for the longest time he was stuck in the smaller birds like micros. Right. Because there was an intimidation thing, right? So he got a, you know, 550 or 580, and he was like, holy smokes, but then he got used to it, right? Well, so, Chris, you know, and every, kinda, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. So then, like, I remember, you know, like I was talking to him a couple, you know, months back. I was like, you're going to get a 700 electric. And he's like, no, just too, you know, too intimidating. I want to get used to the 580s. I feel like this is like the perfect time to get into a 700 right. with this Puma. I agree. Yeah. You know. So Chris Barnes kind of put it on the other end of the spectrum where he was like, we were talking about it and he says, yeah, he goes, it's going to be like a great bird to fly, you know, at the end of the day when you're done kind of beating stuff up, you know, you just kind of want to do a chill flight before you leave or, you know, whatever kind of deal. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting way of looking at it too. Um, so I, I thought it was kind of like a good bird if you're trying to like hone your skills, I yeah. guess. Because it's like, it's not crazy like a like, yeah, the raws can tone down, but everybody gets them, and they want them to be like top performance. Well, this one's top performance at two thousand. Other right. than that, so that that's like a good like. This is one to hone your skills. It's not an expensive seven hundred. Right. So yeah. I agree. Well, the question I have, they say here, it's a pain from a mix of parts used in the raw seven hundred five eighty and the nitro seven hundred nitro. Could people just convert their helis to a Puma? As in, like, convert a 700 Nitro? Like, I mean, if well, you had no, a RAW like, and you wanted you a raw 580, could you just upgrade order it? the parts and make them into into? Uh... Um, sure you could. Because I'm sure you could, but I feel like it might be easier just for you to get the kit. Yeah, you're not going to have the nice canopy. The canopy's Kyle, really nice. Kyle has mentioned that to us in private, and I... I don't want to misspeak, but it seems like there's few parts that you could change out to turn it into that. But but again, I don't want to mm. I don't want to misspeak. I'd rather have him come on the show next time and kind of yeah yeah because um I'm sure there I'm sure you can um because if it it, it looks because it's the same frames as a 700 and everything, so I'm sure you could. Mm. But um I'd have to deep dive and look into that for you. I'm sure yeah. you can. Canopy's nice, though. I definitely say that. Oh, I, think I like the color of screen. I know you can Skin. use yeah. Canopy because there's already guys doing that. Yeah. So the yeah. Canopy is full size. Like, it can fit on a regular, like, yes. nowadays RAW. Mm. I think yeah. the 580 part of it is, like, the core part, you know, the upper frames, the motor mount, the ESC tray, the 
transmission itself um, mm-hmm. where it starts to get a little different is the blade grips are obviously going to be the nitro blade grips because you know, on a 580 you can't squeeze a 700 blade into those so those are going to be blade grips are going to be different the mm-hmm. boom mounts obviously are going to be a lot larger than the 580 uh i think if i'm no, no no are they the same is that the same diameter i think it's the same diameter now thinking about it i was confused on a different heli earlier um, hmm. But then you get the the 700 boom, the tail linkage, the belt, and yeah. um, you know now the tail case is the nitro uh, raw tail case. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So again, it shares parts of the 580 raw and the raw nitro. Um, hmm. That was Correct. what I yeah. Really that's meant. like the best way to put it. Is yeah. it's 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 pretty much this, the spitting image of a raw nitro. Yeah. So could you upgrade your 580? Yeah, you could. But I don't want to misspeak on how many parts that would involve. Yes. Same. I don't want to be giving false information on like, oh, you need this, this, You cannot confirm or deny. Wow, you you forgot about this. Yeah. Right. How was the, uh, you got a, you flew a new Kraken S, right? Down in, while you were down there. Yes. What'd you think? Um, I'm trying to figure out why this one flew better than my last. And I don't know if it's because my dad <laughs> built it or... <laughs> Facts. <laughs> let's, Probably let's be because my dad built it. <laughs> no, it's, that thing's a beast. I actually am in love with that machine. Um, what motor do you have in it? Uh, the Ultimate. Mm. You need to try the 50XX Kraken S that I have. We need to give it the business. I can't, so the best person I could think of is a spring fling you're gonna have to fly the my kraken s and see what you think uh-huh. yeah because i uh i went into this and for reference out of b1 kraken or og1 this is before they did the gear change and everything and i was n- i liked it a lot but there was some stuff i didn't like about it so when the raw came out i went towards the raw plus the kraken and uh i was full raw love the raw and then i got and then my parents as a surprise got me the kraken s so all right i'll i'll give this one like i kind of went into flying this one like i thought it was the other one and i was completely caught off guard because this thing flew amazing i was blown away yeah and i don't know i was it was i think it might be my new favorite machine it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three blades three blades i gotta throw a three blade on i have one i gotta throw it on to see what i feel about it um i don't know i might stick with the raw being three blade to be completely honest with you well good because you're gonna have to try my cracking three blade <laughs> when i bring it down to spring flame <laughs> i've been thinking about it. i'm thinking about going back to everything three blade again yeah i yeah, know i, I flew the crack i got the crack and uh three blade um from scott graham and it still needs some work some tune, tuning but man it's just those three blades just fly different you know they i don't fly know what so it is nice. mm-hmm. they're That's just so awesome bad. like they this i feel like they stop better and everything and they're fast so like you do a stop and go it seems so much faster than a three blade and they stop mm-hmm. way crisper yeah and you know you don't have to run like incredible amounts of collective either no. To make them stop or flip or head or, speed, yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know. 
You guys weren't around. I don't think I was talking to any of you guys when I used to fly just three blades. I had everything three blade. No, I got a lot of videos of you flying a three blade. <laughs> Bill probably remembers that because I was like, I was. Oh just, yeah. This was a couple a years ago. Really good fights with the three blade. Yeah, but I've, and actually, my best flight last year was definitely in New Jersey at night with the three blade. Wow. We need to get Bill to come out to Ohio this year. Oh my God! I'll pick him up and take him. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be there, Chris? Yeah, I, I gotta go now. Oh no, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You gotta you gotta bring your camera. There's like a, a lake. It's the the you know the lake that Diamante is just slapping around like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, he mm. was slapping the shit out of that water. He probably wow. didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I saw that. No, that was good. I saw that. Uh, we got to do the, uh, this year we have to go out to the big lake on the property and do the tandem. If I get some... as dialed in as I did last time, and that was like perfect because I got dialed in there and it just carried over to Urcha. <laughs> yeah. If I get dialed in again there, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> How many flights did you get that last year? You must have got at least 50 flights between all the days, if not more. Uh, Oh yeah, I was pulling a lot of flights. I was—I felt like I was nonstop when I was there. Mm-hmm. Literally, I flew in the rain. I had uh, who was it? Was old? I think it might have been Todd was holding the umbrella. Jeff. For me. No, Jeff, Jeff was, was holding the umbrella for me, and I was flying in the rain. That was great. <laughs> it's like it was literally like pouring rain, and just holding the umbrella, and I'm out here flying, and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Well, let's just no rain this year. That's what I'm shooting for. No rain. I don't care if it's overcast. Just no rain. We'll be good. If it um, even yeah, let, if it let up even a little bit, it would be better. Yeah. Yeah. If it if it just rained like an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I'm really mad. You know, not mad. You know, it's that I didn't make Miami, but I'm, I'm mad. Yeah, I know. We tried. Me and okay, Kevin both, we were like gun. Yeah, me and Kevin were gun ho about going, and then life took, you know, an ugly turn. So, but we're getting we're getting spun up for Arizona in November. That's I'm nice. terrified to go there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm always terrified to go to a new field. It's like wide open. Like if oh, you yeah. hit something in Arizona, you got a problem. You want to bet? I'll bet you I'll find that one thing to hit, and I'll hit it. <laughs> There's always something about, I don't know if you guys have the same issue. Um, I go to a new field, and I go to fly, and it's like I'm totally off, like, three flights because I'm just not used to the field. Get a, yeah, humor, I, get I a dirty feather. A <laughs> get a dirty <laughs> feather. Do some warm-up flights. I, I'm going to have out. to get a dirty feather. Yeah. Oh, Lord, and you make fun of me of doing warm-up flights. I mean, just saying. I'll never make fun of anybody for doing warm-up flights because I still do them now. I should should start. For real. (laughs) No, there's no way. I strictly do warm-up flights just to get, like, used to the field and then, like, get over, like, Tom was like, Tom, we we were talking about the Kraken flight at RCHO, and I was like, Jesus, dude, I'm like, 20 freaking seconds. 20. 20, Tom. 20 seconds and my shit was demolished and he was like <laughs> yeah but he's like 
it's the it's the quality of the twenty seconds that made it so awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm gonna do a warm up crash. Watch this. <laughs> oh gosh. I will say this. I think we've gotten better. That even if we crash, we still put flights in. Yeah. You know, like I feel like long time ago when we when I first started, like we crashed. That's it. We're done. You know, I was packing up. You know, I'm not flying anymore for the day. Now it's like, yeah, let's see what else we could crash. Let's let's go do this. That's a hard barrier to break. Crashing mm-hmm. and then flying again. I struggle with that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. That would be hard for me. Like, you crash and then you're like, gotta go fly again. So <laughs> if I have three helicopters with me and I plow the first one in, uh, sixty seconds. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. That doesn't phase me. I'm like, whatever. Let's keep going. But if I have two. Oh, that's where I start to feel what you guys are talking about. I'm like, oh, God. So I don't even have to have a crash. I could just have like a minor thing happen. Like I could touch the tail, break the tail blades. And then I'll be sitting there like, do I even want to fly now? <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard, I, I don't know. It's been something that's been, ever since I started flying, I've had that issue of like, all right, like I crashed now. I, and it's just something you have to push through, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's I had true. I had three helicopters crash basically at Urcha. I think it was like on Saturday or Friday, maybe. It must have been Friday. Or no, no, actually it was Thursday. And people were like, "Oh, you're just gonna shoot video? Oh, you should fly." <laughs> it was like then I went and flew. I was like, "All right, well, I'm done. I just crashed. Everything's done for now." Mm. <laughs> but they were they weren't flying crashes. They were like like um. One was because of a maintenance issue. Another one was because stupid UI sensor wasn't working, so I overflew the battery. And the other one had some type of electrical issue, and then that crashed. I was like, "Okay, that's I'm funny. done for. T- I'm done for uh, this one fly. I'll go that's back." Where to I, my that's where I don't have an issue. If the heli messes up, it's fine. It's when I mess up, yeah. they suck. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, Jesus." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Chris? No, that's about it. All right. <laughs> Pretty boring week for me. Well, never fear. Mine's not much more exciting. But I haven't really done anything. But I did. Su- <laughs> no. I- <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm sorry. I'm just. <sighs> you got life things happening. Life things we are really, it. really fucking me, you guys. Um, but at any rate, um, so. I've never gotten used to this since Mike Sobe left, but uh, hey, Gooch, I bought something. Oh, Lord, what now? A new heli? I bought a dirty feather, yeah. <laughs> a dirty feather. Dirty feather. <laughs> I did, I got me a P. Yuma, and um, I guess it'll be here when it gets here, but uh, I'm uh, I'm going same as Gooch. I, I probably do in the X-Nova motor. Uh, well, well, I am going to do the X-Nova motor, of course, but I mean, more so the KV, uh, the 1120 probably. Going to do 7S, YGE Sapphire. Uh, can't do it without the Team Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some Expert R2s laying around that I'm going to throw in there. And I here's where I'm a little curious, uh, is what blades are you going to run, Gooch? Because I'm, I'm tempted to run the bigger blades, 713s. So I, dude, I love the S plate. I think I'm just gonna run the the stock plates that come okay. with it. So, you know, because yeah. I mean, I do have some 713 switches, 
not XFs, but the regulars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see, because I actually on the 580, I have been flying the the 600 XF blades from Switch, mm-hmm. and I like them. And I think you might be onto something if you run a slightly bigger blade. I mean, it should it should auto forever it, bigger blades, right? I mean, yeah, I think that it's going to have lots of hang time, especially being light, light like it is. Um, I'm more worried about with like hard stops or hard transitions and things, you know, whether or not the power system's going to really hate me for it, because obviously I'm Mm -hmm. a freaking ham fister, but uh, yeah, so, but whatever, you know, we'll give it a shot. Uh, Obviously, my kit will come with the S700s as well. I can try those just to kind of see in comparison. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I feel like the S700s are better because of length, then maybe I'll go grab some 693XFs instead and run those. Um, so yeah, do a little little testing and stuff on it to kind of see where it feels the best. Because uh, I remember too, like way back with the XL Power uh, 550, um, really and truly, I liked it better as a 520 than I did as a 550. Because it was so light, and it was just way too floaty. Like, it just felt, it just kind of had a mind of its own, like, where it was just, you breathe on the stick and it's gone, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you like that feeling. Like, it's, like, it's, like, when you do something, it sits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a little resistance when you go, you know, uh, with a smaller blade, right? So... Uh, I always enjoyed the XL520 as running with running the 510 blades. Those were the Rotortech back then. Uh, you know, I liked it better because it, it felt a little more hefty. And I liked it better that way because that thing is just so stinking light that with the 550 blades, it just felt like a gust of wind could blow it three counties over, you know? So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of play with that to see, you know, where home is for me. Um, but I'm really excited about it. And I know it's very unorthodox for me, I guess, considering the fact that everybody knows I run these ridiculous power systems. But uh, I'm kind of with, you know, Chris Diamante as well as Chris Barnes, where I think this is going to be my chill helicopter, you know, where I just kind of do some old man 3D and practice stuff. And, you know, and if it goes in, hopefully it won't cost an arm and a leg. That's what That's my hope. And that's part of the reason why I'm going with it is that I would really love to have a helicopter that crashes a little easier, maybe. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But we're going to find out. And uh, I'm sure I will let you guys know. (laughs) Will this be called Pumazilla? Or Pumazilla? Pumazilla? Nice. Um, I don't what wait, size it, battery do you have in the 7S? Is it 5,000 or 4,000? It is 5,000, yeah. Okay. So That's what I have for so 7S right now. I'm running a 7S 5,000 milliamp. Right. If, like I said, I think when I'm, if I run the 12S, because I'm going to start with a 12S power setup, I'm going to run the smaller batteries. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, just to keep it on, you know, as light as possible. So I think I'm going to go with the, the 4035 Scorpion motor and the ESC is going to be a 130. And I'm going to use the plastic Futaba servos on it. Okay. Yep. You know, so keep, keep it as light as possible. So hopefully, like I'm with you, it's like maybe I don't need to go 
to bigger blades. I'm gonna run the stock blades because those stock the S line new blades that came that they came out with, they're actually really really good blades in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, no, they are. You know? They're really good blades. Uh, I will not say anything negative. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to know what the disc loading is going to be like with uh, the bigger blade versus the smaller. And if it just feels like it, it kind of runs away from you a bit, then, um, then I'll probably shorten the blade up to add a little, you know, that artificial weight, I guess you could say. Yeah. Change the, the disc loading right at that point. Yep. 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 So we'll see, we'll see how it works out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so other than that, um, you know, everybody's going small these days. Uh, so I figured I'd jump on the bandwagon too. And Gooch, you got the X16 charger. That's correct. And I started thinking about conversations that we were having, I think, last show about downsizing. And so I got one of those mm-hmm. X4 chargers in the mail today. Mm. Yeah. So Did you plug it in yet? No, 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 no. Haven't had time. But uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe this weekend sometime I might have a chance. We'll see. Is but... it the X4 or the K4? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, K4. My bad. K4. Okay, just making sure. Because yeah, I, yeah. I was like, uh, mine is an X, but I think his is a K. Yes. Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're totally correct. It is a K4. So uh, what is it like? Max 20 amps if you're running a power supply to it. Uh, otherwise, it might be around 8.5-ish amps per side. Which is totally fine with me. Um, yeah, so I, if you just plug it in directly into the wall, it's going to be 600 watts per channel. Right. And then that charges up to 20 amps per channel. Um, dude, it's pricing-wise, it's, it's freaking really good. 225 <laughs> 225 bucks. bucks. You know, when you think about what I currently have, you know, I have like a progressive case. I have the 308. Uh, I have... Um, you know, the thousand watt power supply in the bottom and, you know, all of that together, I mean, it was, you know, somewhere over 600 bucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to get two of and of course, mind you, I can only charge two ports at one time. So basically two batteries, unless you parallel, which you could do that, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, for the price of, of two of these K4s, I can charge four packs at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not near the cost of what my charge case cost me. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my charge case. I probably won't get rid of it. But I think the plan is to to get two of these guys. And um, and that way I could be charging two 7S packs for the uh, Dirty Feather. And then be charging a 12S pack, you know, on the other one. You know, to uh, to do something else. Like the Kraken or the um, the Raw, you know, the, the KSE. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, or even like charging two S packs, right? You know, it's kind of nice to have that flexibility. And um, so- and just a quick, this one is up to eight S. So the X sixteen that I have, you could do up to sixteen cell. However, the uh, K four that Kevin got is up to eight S one S to eight S, which is more than I would ever need. Yeah, you know, I mean. I mean, even the X16, the only reason why I got it is because I got it, you know, used, you mm-hmm. know, for a deal. Yeah, of course. You know, and to be honest, man, it's so quiet. Like, compared to my big progressive case that I have with a 48-volt 
right. power supply. I mean, it's just that thing is so loud. The new one, the X16, is like, it doesn't even turn on. Like, I was charging at 10 amps, parallel charging a battery, and it was barely doing anything. You know, like, it, the fans didn't even really turn on. That's awesome. You know, so it's definitely, I think it's a good deal, even the K4. It's like more than enough. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, if you got two of them, now you can charge four packs individually. And I can do it much faster than I could if I was using my progressive case. Unless I parallel charged. I get that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, um, can you parallel charge with these? I don't even know. I haven't even read on that. Yeah, so the way it specs read out is that you, so you could actually parallel charge output 800 watts, 35 amps. Okay. So I think there's a way to actually parallel charge between the two ports. Okay. Right. Um, but I just, I don't. I just I keep don't, it simple, yeah. right? You know, one battery, or even if I do a stick pack, I do it on one side, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I you had know? that little GT500, and I was running smaller, pa- or maybe it was like four 12S packs or something, you know, like I th- it was capable of 20 amps, and I think comfortably it was it was good at like 18 amps, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would totally parallel charge all my packs, but it's still at 1C per pack. But I only had one one port on that, so I I kind of mm-hmm. had no choice at that time. But you know now running a dual charger more or less, you know I don't I don't have to do that. There's really no need, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, if I get another one of these, then I can charge four packs like I was way back, and you know it's I'm not risking damaging my packs, you know. You know what's the other nice thing about the K4, Kevin? What's that? Is is that the balance port in the charger is actually just a, you know, it's pretty much the same way, you know, you just plug in a, a balance lead, a, a JST or whatever it is that mm-hmm. you have on your mine on the X16. It's got like a, a Molex two row, like you have to get it's like, like proprietary. It's not proprietary. It's the same connector they use in cars and stuff like that. Okay. But you can just take a, a balance lead that you have and plug it into it uh, to balance that battery pack. You have oh. to do like a special connection to plug into the into the charger itself. But yours, the K4, doesn't. Nice. It's just you take so the, a battery so pre- lead right into it. Yeah, your previous owner made you like success connections, right? So you made me six six S connections, but now I have a seven S battery for the five eighty. Yeah. So I had to order. I ordered twice. The first time I got connectors that don't were not the correct size, mm. and then I did more research and I found the ones that I needed, and I bought them. They're super cheap. It's just it's a pain because you got to crimp those connectors, right? And then slide them into the housing itself. Mm, gotcha. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not the end, end of the world. Just keep in mind that if you go with an X16, you know, um, you might have to do your own, uh, you know, do a little bit of research on the, how you're going to do your balance lead for each uh, channel. That's all. Nice. Nice. Yep. That's Perfect. awesome, though. I'm excited to yeah. see what you think about it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's head into our next segment. We've got Bill to give it to us. What is that? All right, what is hot? Man, Bill, you did some, some serious work on these bullets over here, didn't you? 
Yeah, I did. I cleaned them up for you. You had oh. some misspelled words and the grammar oh, yeah. was not correct. Dude, it's well, like... You know, I'm foreign. You know, what do I know about mm. grammar? Yeah, what is hot is Bill's grammar. Friend. What is hot? Yeah. yeah. All right. I know you like this. You, I think we talked about it in the past, right? You like doing, you know, hot topics in the hobby, right? I love hot topics, yes. Mm. It's like okay. hot cross buns. So uh, let's let's go with the, the the hotness of the hot is BK Hobbies now carries YG. How about that? Hey, you know? so yes. we got a few options. So if you go to one of the other you know hobby stores and they Loser. don't have it in stock, Loser. just go go to BK Hobbies. Just start at BK it. Hobbies. Yeah, just start. There you yeah. go. Just start. Don't even, don't go nowhere. No just need. There. So uh, I'm excited because I do need a 155 Sapphire. So I'm going to get that. Uh, let's see. So I think the pricing is general. I don't think prices really vary, you know, between hobby stores because no. they all get them from the same place. There's no distributor in the States per se. It's straight from YG in Germany. So uh, pretty cool. I've, I always like having options to buy our different parts. So. Indeed. Let's see. Let's move on to this one is one of mine. Did, did you guys see the Excel announcement? Excel Power? Yeah. Something about China. Yep. More delays. Oh, yeah. China is on lockdown. China. And the, the Nimbus will be late. Yeah. Keep that oh. thing there. Ain't nobody want no China virus. Yeah, we don't want no we don't want no no stinking, you know, clouds in our in our country. So nope. No virus. No, clouds. it's it's sad because I I'm pretty sure that it's not just Excel that's going to be affected, right? Yeah. Potentially. So yeah, more delays. Yeah. And this kind of goes hand in hand with V control, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Bill. Yeah, I mean, um, I was asking people on Facebook uh, what's going on with the V control touch because it hasn't been in stock. I don't think since April. Um, yep. I see that Neos, I believe, are in stock. And then people were basically, some people were saying it's not 100% confirmed, um, but I believe the word at the field is that there's not going to be any V control those in stock maybe till the summer. Ooh. And uh, I think Brian Barrows made, you know, like he made a, a post, actually, it was today, because mm -hmm. so many people are asking about it. And okay. I guess some people are alluding to that they're holding back information. And, and they're like, listen, we make money off selling this stuff. So, we we're not you know it's not a secret we told you that it's you know there's a supply chain issue and you're correct it's going to be summer q2 of this year so mm -hmm. sad but that's the world that we live in you know well i think the other thing is though uh when i posted about the v control and the hangout uh and even george's came on there and said you know like a component that he used to pay like a dollar is now like 35 dollars so uh, I'm just worried we're going to have a general problem where electronics might, depending on what parts they're actually sourced, either they can't get it or it's going to, it's going to maybe raise the price, the uh, price, yep. on different things. So um, it's definitely a um, a problem we're going to have in the hobby. I mean, I mean do, do you want a V control? Do you want a V control there, Bill? It's not actually that I wanted a V control. I just wanted to know because I'm trying to put together my own news type segment for the mm. channel. So I was trying okay. to track on what is actually going on. Uh, that I have a very nice uh, V-Control Classic. 
But but then I was just looking. I got a touch. Up. You just gotta you gotta get in touch with me about the touch. Yeah. <laughs> and for the right price, just right now, just right now, for twenty five hundred dollars, you could have. It. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're pushing the price of the V control up like every year. I have a feeling it's probably gonna go up by this summer too. So, I mean, Kevin, what do you think? Do you think twenty five is? I mean, I I am going to start one dollar shy of a thirty two MZ. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. But you know that's that's kind of you know it's good and bad, right? Like you know it's good because for those people that absolutely need to sell, they're getting out of a hobby, whatever case may be, they could get a premium for their V controls, right? The yep. bad is that for all of us, we would have to pay more, right? If you need it, and it, it sucks because sometimes you might just need a replacement while you're you know, uh, old radio is in for servicing, whatever the case may be, yeah. or you want to do buddy boxing. It's, it's not a good situation to be in. No. So, and the other question, the question I have is also like, what are people coming into the hobby going to be doing? Because, you know, they're probably going to see somebody maybe has a V control touch or a V control. And then they're going to mm -hmm. be, and they might tell them, Oh yeah, you should go, you know, you should mm -hmm. go with this type of system. And then so, they're going to try and do that and they can't. So mm -hmm. here's how they're going to have to do it. Like four dudes are going to have to go in on one V control touch. And then it'll be like old school days where like you had to have a flying pin. And mm -hmm. whoever has a pin gets to fly. Their <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess, I guess you could have a club radio, right? Yeah. So yeah, my, yeah. Just, my general concern is just for maybe new people getting it in a hobby. Yeah. Uh, well, there's still other options. I mean, it's not. Yeah, there is. You know, but they're not good options. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no, there is. You're right. Not wrong. Good options. Um, well, the only reason I say that is because obviously one of the things that makes V control special is the fact that it is very easy for beginners to sort of pick up, and um, you know, getting into like a few Taba, that's like learning a different language, and you know, even Jetty I think has its challenges. Um, you know, but um. But it's not that it's not doable, right? I mean, yeah. if you have a lot of people who fly Futaba at your field, then you should just buy Futaba, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, but here's the thing, too, is that, you know, no matter what radio you, you go with these days, there is going to be somebody in the groups on the Hangout or wherever that you could reach out and be like, hey, I need a little help. I'm new to this. Uh, you know, can someone call me or walk me through this so I don't kill myself and wind up with a blade in my teeth? And, you know, I'm sure there's somebody who would reach out and say, yeah, I have a Jetty, or yeah, I have a Futaba, or hey, I have Spectrum, you know, whatever. There's also and, Free Sky, too. And the Free Sky the, stuff, too. You yeah, know, I know people um, using that. I mean, I was talking about getting one of those at one point, and you're like, oh, well, you need to call this guy. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I know he he's, you know, good at that stuff, but I'm just, it was just to play around with, but. Um, so yeah, there's lots of options still. It's unfortunate that V control, uh, isn't, you know, having a constant supply, but at least we're not totally without, you know? Yeah, definitely yeah. not. I look like, I looked at some of the other manufacturers, like Futaba, it looks like most of their stuff is in stock. Mm -hmm. They're, they're transmitters. Mm -hmm. And it's good um, stuff. I mean, I'm, I will never knock Futaba. I mean, I used to use it myself. Um, and I think their fly relish controllers are really good as well. Uh, mm -hmm. but it is, there is a learning curve, um, to it. One of the things that drew me to V, v control, sorry, this is a sidebar, but, 
um, is the fact that all the settings are held in the Neo, and I really like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at any rate, I digress. Yeah. So let, let's talk more positive news. See here, something about the Murnane frames. The mm. Murnane frames. That sounds like yeah. really like classy, you know? Like does it? The the Murnane frames. Hmm. You know? I don't know. So what are they? They're frames. Frames. <laughs> How much are they this week? Three thousand um, dollars. I don't know. Yeah, like twenty five sixty, something like that. <laughs> no. Uh so we were able to get a little insight from our boy, Tom. So thank you, Tom, for providing this information to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tom came in and said that the uh, ready-to-fly without fuel came to 9.4 pounds with these okay, so, frames. Yeah. So let's, let's get a little bit, for those people that might not know, when you say, what is ready-to-fly or what hell is you know, that these so frames go to? These frames... Uh, and only okay. Uh, so these are frames that you are going to use in conjunction with a raw electric. Okay. But you're going to need all the nitro bits, the the you know, the fan house or the um, the clutch, the uh, the fan, fan shroud. shroud. Thank you. Sorry, I was struggling there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what else? I mean, probably the frame or the motor mounts and, mm-hmm. you know, all the things, the tank, of course, you know, so anything that's nitro uh, specific, you know, you're going to need those parts to turn your electric raw into a nitro. So Dan has taken it upon himself to create these frames that will allow you to accommodate those parts to an electric raw. And the whole reason behind it is that they wanted to have a, a nitro that was a bit more robust than the current raw nitro. And, mm-hmm. of course, that means a bigger boom, um, you know, much beefier head. Obviously, those parts are a lot larger. Um, and, of course, the uh, tail case and all that stuff, that's, you know, sized up as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, am I missing anything here as far as... Uh, frame stuff no i think the biggest thing is the boom the tail case are you know oversized right yeah in they're, the head they're of not, course yep in the head i think i see here tom said his ready to fly without fuel came out to 9.4 pounds which is the same weight as the protos nitro mm. that's pretty you remarkable know? yeah yeah and then he's using the 26 millimeter grip uh, pitch arms right you know, on the on the blade grips and you know it's you know the weight distribution is perfect you know the head the roll and the flip characteristics are amazing so right um and it comes with the you know you're using the the still using the standard electric skids and pipe so ideally if you want to lose a little bit off that 9.4 pounds you could go to the uh nitro raw skids Mm -hmm. or landing gear and lose a few ounces here and there so you know he said that the cg is bang on he did like it's but i think that's without canopy and Mm -hmm. uh between him and dan they are running the battery up front so it's not hanging off the side so that matters uh but yeah apparently the cg is Right on, it's dead on. Uh, mm-hmm. He's saying that there's zero bad tendencies, mm-hmm. and uh, and with the current gearing uh, that he is using uh, with his particular <laughs> engine setup, he's running a nasty 2100 on the head. God damn, on a nitro, mm. freaking 
It's like a big block. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, electric, that's electric territory, you know, like oh, yeah. power to weight, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, because you brought the, the weight down, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the electric probably sits around, I don't know, 11-something pounds, I think, is where that one sits. Uh, I yep. don't think it's a 12-pound heli at all. I'm pretty sure it's pretty light. Mm-hmm. And um, Or if it is 12 pounds, it's a light 12 pounds. But anyway, I think it's below <sighs> that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so to bring it down to 9.4, still spin it at 2100, you know, nitro style. I mean, that thing's probably an animal. And so to be real about the price on these frames, I, what are they? 125 from Shannon at Only Fine Helis? Yeah, they're, they're not terrible. You know, yeah. like if you're looking at just what you're getting, it's, it's not like you're getting a lot because you still have to spend a lot of money on all the nitro parts. Yeah. So let's bring that up. So this ideally is for those people that kind of already have those helis. And if you're, if you're okay with like, I don't want to say cannibalizing because that's the wrong way of looking at it, but you know, donating from each heli to make this one heli, then that's mm-hmm. who it's kind of targeted for. Cause if you, if you did have to go and buy the fan, the clutch, the, you know, the, um, the shank and then of course the like you say the the fan shroud and the tank and all that like that could get really expensive quick and i think if i'm not mistaken between the frames and all those bits if you were to convert this over it would be close to the price of what the conversion kit and the kit cost for a kraken 700 i think they were saying it was around 1400 maybe total yeah so i'm on the only fine hillies website mm-hmm they call this the raw nitro HD conversion kit. Right. Uh, you're looking at all the nitro parts and also a Goblin raw electric kit. You're looking at a total of roughly thirteen eighty eight. Yeah. Which is the donor kit, upper frames. Um. No, the donor kit, but you're not using the upper frames and the motor ESC mount is not used in this situation. Right. So not not terrible. Yeah. I and mean, the honestly. Kit, Dan's kit comes with more than just two side plates. Like it's got little spacer pieces and all kinds of little like intricate, you know, cut um, carbon pieces and stuff. So there's actually quite a bit there. I joke and I jest, you know, about the costs and whatever, but um, but really and truly you're you're it's it's a robust, robust heli. It really is. So, yeah, um, and it doesn't include some like some M3 bolts, some uh, fasteners that you might need. Those mm-hmm. are they didn't have a price for it because I think that just varies depending on where you buy your stuff from and everything else. Right. But ideally, you know, some of the nitro parts that you need, you need the fuel tank mount, mm-hmm. the fuel tank, the fuel clunk, fuel right. nipple, the fan case set. Throttle servo, servo mount, yep. throttle servo linkage. You would need a engine mounts. Servo. Yep. Engine mounts, engine belt, a 26 tooth engine pulley, clutch bell, clutch, clutch support, engine fan, and either a YS or OS crank mm-hmm. uh, adapter, right? Uh, right. Lower, lower nitro frames, and then you need the the small bolts m3 m4s bolts and fat uh, washers and then you need a kit so if you already have the kit i mean you just take off that 1388 you minus 978 bucks off the bat yeah i mean this is for somebody who's like 
diehard nitro guy. You know, they're looking to get every little ounce out of it and have this spectacular, you know, insane flying helicopter, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, look at what like... happened with the Kraken kit, right? The conversion kit when the the right. nitro Kraken. I mean, you are paying three hundred bucks for the the conversion kit, which was nice because that was a really good deal because it included all these parts. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it was but like three eighty nine. Yeah, for that yeah. or something. So. So and then so if you take that on top of the what a thousand fifty that the initial right. V one Kraken, so you're looking almost at the same same amount in the end if you did that back then or you do this now. Yeah, which this obviously and, is a lot lighter. Yeah, but plenty of people did the nitro conversion for the Kraken back in oh, the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the hotness of the hot. Right. You know, so. Pretty cool. Um, definitely go check it out. Only fine helis. And the way I found it on their website was I went to helicopters. You know, so I went to the menu. I went to category being helicopters. You go in there. You're able to sort out filter at the very top. And what you do is it's going to have three areas of filtering. You go to helicopter fuel type. You go to nitro. There should be about eight items. And then you scroll down about a third of the way down in the page. You're going to see the raw nitro HD conversion kit by Daniel Murnane. Yep. So there's also a um, uh, right next to where it shows the shopping cart up at the top near the phone number. There's mm-hmm. also the little search thing. And if you do the search and just put in raw HD, it comes up there too. Oh, nice. Yep. So yeah, well, go pretty, support. Pretty yeah, cool. Because uh, Tom put some time into it. For testing, but um, you know, Dan, of course, was the mastermind, I think, behind it. But uh, they're good dudes. Dan's a good dude. Go support him. And I think, uh, of course, us on this podcast here, we we don't plan to do one, but I will say that Steve Yoon, I think, from Freefall, he is doing a HD conversion. So if you want to hear about it, I'm sure he's going to be talking about it. So make sure you go check those guys out. Hopefully, I can shoot a video of it at yeah. Springfling mm-hmm. if he has great. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So pretty cool. Let's let's move it on. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Ooh. It looks like we have. We're gonna talk a little bit about a 105, 105 amp YGE, which is 12s. Yes. The, yeah, I put that there because I saw. Um, if you go to the YGE website, you see mm-hmm. the YG Aureus 105. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically says we extended our lineup with new smaller HVAC, the Aureus 105. Uh, it says for 550 to 600 size Hallies with 12S LiPo and planes up to 10 to 12S, um, the 105 will have full telemetry compatible with most systems. And it says available end of March. So maybe it's already released. Hmm. Yeah. That's the one thing we were looking when we did the last episode when we talked DSCs. Like they have quite a, you know, plethora of mm-hmm. 12s type ESCs and not necessarily 200s or 160s. They they go to the smaller amperage for some of the the five to 600 class helis, mm. which is pretty cool. And I could tell you, like the 155, I've been peaking that ESC. It's a up to 8s, but I was peaking that ESC up to 220. And it, do, it doesn't skip a beat. No smoke. Doesn't come no down smoke. hot. You know, it's if no you issue. see smoke, it'll only be once. Yeah. yeah. This Maybe one twice. here says this 105 says that uh, it 
the burst is 170 amp. Which is 170 pretty, amp yeah. burst. So it's pretty high. That's that's pretty crazy for that small of a yeah. amperage, you know. So oh, and the pretty DSC cool. says 10 amp continuous, but then it says 25 amp burst. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, when you, when you get them HV servos really heated up, you know, on the deck. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Pretty cool. So, and then we got the Scorpion multi-tool ratchet screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, I did saw... you guys... Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't interrupt you. Did you see it on Facebook? It was posted, too? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle was... He uh... said he was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a lot for him to be impressed, he says. Was yes. he wearing no sunglasses at the same time? He probably uh, just. We just saw the beautiful fingertips, like it was just, you know. Mm. No, I, I will. I will say this: I use the the V1 multi tool that's non non ratcheting, and I I carry that everywhere. I literally just put it in my transmitter case. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, so Love to it. have the ratchet, pretty cool. You know, um, definitely. You know, just you know, I'm a sucker for tools, so doesn't matter if it's for the hobby or just stuff around the house like the more the better so mm-hmm. pretty cool do we have a price i don't I didn't see a price i doubt it's gonna be that uh, yeah. much more it's 60 dollars yeah, 60 you know? what does it come with yeah. it comes with kyle doll's hand fingers yeah it comes <laughs> with 1.5 uh x bit a 2 x bit a 2.5 a th- uh 3 a 4 hex bit and then it has a Four uh, fill bit and a four flat bit. Wow! Okay, that's, so cost- that, yeah, that's a lot of value there. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, yeah, sixty got, bucks is justified. Yeah, it's got seven seven bits. No that's kidding. Awesome. For wow. one handle, and it's okay. ratchety. Ratchety. Yep. Scorpion drivers is a bomb, dude. I'm telling you. One time, uh, basically a few months ago, my. Uh, the focuser on my telescope was coming apart, and I pulled out the Scorpion drivers and fixed it. Well, so, honey's it's good better, for more than way. just Hallie's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, they're pretty cool tools. <laughs> I thought. Awesome. Anything else? Because I think it. we covered that last one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, cool. Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. Kyle Stacy of BK Hobbies. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out or a seasoned 3D maniac. BK Hobbies has everything you need in stock, ready to ship. We are the global distributor of Switch Blades and BK Servo, as well as the U.S. distributor of SAB Heli Division and Exnova Motors. Additionally, we carry Hobbywing ESCs, and new to the lineup, we are now carrying expert servos to provide options for the demanding pilot. We also carry Mikado Electronics and, oh yeah, RC Cars. Head over to www.bkhobbies.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, as mentioned before, we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have Bill, Bill, Bill from the Mighty oh YouTubes. 
Mr. Bill Land. Yes. Yeah. I am here. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> what you doing later? Okay, never mind. Next episode. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, my get... God. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I couldn't unmute the button fast enough. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, what just happened to the show? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Call me. Uh, so, Bill, who are yeah. you? Um, Where are you from? Bill? I am a New Jersey knight. New oh. Jerseyite? I'm a person from the amazing state of New Jersey. I thought I smelled something. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm out in the country part of New Jersey, so it's not that bad. Are you really? You guys, you yeah. guys have a country mm-hmm. part? We do. I didn't realize the interesting thing. thing about New Jersey is it's actually very diverse. People think, like, if they fly into Newark, they think that that's what New Jersey looks like, but it's not really. Mm. Um, New Jersey looks in some areas like that, but like where I'm at, it's like I live right along a nature preserve, um, and oh, wow. I got a park <laughs> across the street, and it's basically kind of like country out here. Um, I mean, it's getting built up uh, a little more every year. Um, but then, you know, like if you're in South Jersey, uh, kind of like where we do a lot of the events at Allen's mm-hmm. Airstrip, I mean, that's like farms. That's corn. country, country. Yeah, it's very, it looks very it's... country. But then you could be down in the Pine Barrens and it's like almost like a totally different feel down there. Or you can be up in um, North Jersey where all the mountains, it gets a little more rocky. Um and you get a v- total different vibe from up there. Uh, so the New Jersey is really is a lot different than I think a lot of people realize who are not from New Jersey. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll revisit the state. Maybe. Well, I visit it every time I go through from Pennsylvania to New York. So that's about you know got to watch for those cops on eighty. They always. Yeah. They they sit up on their perch, you know, in the in the median over there, in the in the tree line. They're sneaky. So. Just just use your phone while you're driving, and I'm like, <laughs> make sure you cut a few people off, you know, yeah, just to, to blend in. Swear back and forth, you'll be fine. So uh, drive like Steve right. Yoon. Yeah, uh, be aggressive. That's why he had to leave the state, actually. Well, you gotta search your dominance, right, Chris? You just gotta yes, you lay gotta it out. Search your dominance while you're there. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. All right, so uh, Bill, how do you assert your dominance? You know, how do you make a living? What do you do for a living? Okay, so I do. I have a master's degree in statistics, okay. uh, but I've also worked the past twenty years, uh, kind of as a, a chemist for an ingredients company. Um, So basically what we do is we develop ingredients which will go into food products. Um, And specifically right now, I'm working in the protein area. Uh, So we're we're working with a lot of like plant-based protein Mm. proteins because that's kind of the hot thing. That's the Mm. hotness right now. I see, I see. I don't know, I I just buy it. If it tastes good, I eat it. Yeah, <laughs> if it kills me, that means I shouldn't eat it again. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> besides the point. Well, the thing is with plant-based protein, there's a lot of it's there's a lot of um, good things about it health-wise, but there's also a lot of work to make sure that when you eat it, you do like the taste of it too. Um, but the other thing is different things you can put in foods that can provide different functionalities. 
So we have a lot of products where we concentrate on, say, how's the gelling characteristics of the product. Uh, so, for example, many years ago, like I worked on a product. We had products that we developed that uh, were basically a modified starch, but then you put it into like a yogurt and it gives you uh, a nice textured yogurt that's huh. kind of creamy and you like the taste of it. So you just, you're working on how to mind fuck people when they eat food. Is that <laughs> yeah, what pretty much. yeah, pretty much. Uh, we want you to buy our crap and then we can make money. <laughs> so. Somebody's got to oh, do it, great. right? I mean, but, you know, it's obvious that there's, you know, like we've come a long way from an ethical standpoint, right? That these companies, you know, they, they, you guys do a lot of research on not necessarily like how to get people hooked onto something, but also provide some kind of, you know, health benefits and, and not be bad for our bodies, right? Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, like I was trying to, I was talking to this with Kevin before, and it said, you know, it's not really so much, I personally don't get, it's not so much that, that the companies are trying to direct you, they're trying to follow industry trends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of people who, like at our company, we have many different products. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the products is um, natural sweeteners, okay, mm-hmm. and, and like stevia. It's a natural sweetener. It comes from a plant. It comes from the stevia plant. And so, uh, people in people the industry trend is there's a lot of people out there that they don't want to use. Okay, they don't want to use things like Splenda that might have been manufactured, maybe using chlorine. They don't want to use different sweeteners that they feel are not natural. So they might turn and use something like stevia uh, mm-hmm. as a sweetener because they know it's an all-natural sweetener. Right. Um, and we don't just try and supply stevia. Like we try and figure ways to put, you know, something like an all-natural sweetener in a product, um, or maybe ways to modify it so so it it tastes good in the, in the product and you don't feel like say a bad after effect. Um, but like I said, I got transitioned into working with plant-based proteins, but the other thing is I have a statistics degree. So I, it's, uh, I'm doing kind of an interesting thing where I'm like doing, I'm doing like half, like part of my job is doing chemistry stuff, but then at the same time I'm doing um, statistical consulting with people throughout the company and in research too. Gotcha. That's very interesting. I'm going to push back a little bit, and I'm going to go with Snickers and Little Debbie are not following trends, Bill. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, don't worry. We have products for people like you. So, oh, my God. Uh, there is- Damn. Shots fired. <laughs> Damn it. I'm trying so hard, too. What a freaking a-hole. No, it was it, – no, the thing is just – like I said, when we're when we're selling products, we're trying to gauge for you know you have people that they don't care what's you know they're not reading the package and they don't care mm. what's in the package. Sure. Then you have then you have people who they may what we call test subjects, Bill. Yeah, test subjects. But at the same time, <laughs> you also have people who have who have health problems like diabetes. Yeah. They have to read the paddock. So if we put an ingredient in there that hopefully doesn't spike up their glucose or yeah. or um, moderates it. You know, that's a plus, too. And then you have people who, they have no, there's a big trend for people who, they have no real health problem, and maybe they're, uh, but they just, in general, they just want to eat certain healthy things, and they don't want to eat certain other things mm-hmm. um, in their food, and they're going to 100% read the, read the, uh, read the label. That's very so there's, there's different sectors 
that we're trying to um, supply. And at the same time, too, we're a lot of what we are supplying, it's ingredients, right? So it's going to go to a, a food manufacturer um, who already has a product in mind, and maybe they need to do something. Like they maybe need, need a certain um, functionality, right? Like they need a certain gelling, or maybe they want to replace something. Maybe they want to take out animal protein, and they want to put in plant-based protein. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they want to take out fat, and they want to put in something that's going to make the person think they they take they taste the texture of the fat, but it's not actually there. Mm. That is very fascinating. I know we talked for a long time <laughs> and uh, covered yeah. a, covered a large area. And I mean, every minute I was just like, "Holy cow, this is really interesting," you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's all about food science, and and um, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's super cool. How did you get into the hobby, Bill? Oh well, thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, did make me ask myself. Um, so, want, uh, oh god. So basically, uh, when I graduated with my master's degree uh, around 2015, I said, you know what? Now I can finally uh, enjoy some other hobbies, and because I don't have enough, uh, and I decided I. I was going to maybe get back into our, or get, I was maybe going to get in RC planes, um, even though I had tried that many years and it was a disaster. I was going to maybe get in RC planes, but um, I started listening to RCHN. And I remember lis- listening to that podcast, and I, I remember those guys talking about the helicopters, and, I, and they were talking about telemetry, and this is what's going on. And I just said, man, this is. This sounds so interesting. And then I watched some videos on RC helicopters and said, I don't know. Like, I was like, I'm scared. I'm just going to cut my head off with this flying lawnmower. Um, but I toughed it out. And that's pretty much how I got into the hobby. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So, obviously, you are a very much a heli guy. Uh, what are your favorite helis? My favorite helis are definitely the ones put together by Luca. Oxy Heli. Um, I have my Oxy 5. Um, and one of my real favorites is definitely the Oxy 4 Max. Mm. That thing, because it's, it's not too big, it's not too small. Um, I never kind of scare myself with it. Um, so I get kind of uh, low with that thing a lot. Definitely, that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, but I do have a Spectre V1 that I really have, I enjoyed flying a lot mm-hmm. over the past two summers, too. So, quick question for you, actually. When did Luca start doing helicopters? Because at first it was just links where he was doing, like, accessories and, and things. I think some of the more popular accessories were when the MCPX was at large, and, of course, I think some after that, right? Is that correct? Can you give us yes, some background correct. on it? I think, I think around, um, yes. Actually, it's interesting because I got into the hobby right about the time that he put out, I believe, the Oxy-3. Okay. And I think it was somewhere post 2015. Um, and the Oxy three really helped me in the hobby because I had uh, I had an I had an X three Gally X three, um, and then I had a T Rex five fifty. Um, but the thing is, I was able to get the the Oxy three, which was small enough that it didn't really kind of scare me, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't worried about the 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 um, ca- the crash crashing it. I wasn't too worried about crashing right. it. 
though I remember like the one summer um, where I just I had the X3 and I just put so many flights on the thing and I was trying like you know you're new and um, I could try like new things and I wasn't like freaking out like oh my god what if I crash this and it's gonna be money and then it's gonna be a, mm-hmm. how am I gonna fix it um, and so he put out that and then he put out the Oxy Four uh, and then he put out the Oxy Four Max and then finally the Oxy Five right. But um, yeah, definitely was post 2015. Okay, sounds like you're sponsored by Oxy, are you? <laughs> I'm not an Oxy team pilot, but I'm on the Lynx team. Okay, okay. Well, they should sponsor you, geez. Yeah, you just yeah. gave out a, you know, I I would buy one. If... I'm looking up the manual right now on an Oxy three. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing the thing I love about um. The thing I love about Lucas Helicopter is that I mean he puts so much thought into design. He he wait like he's not his manufacturer, you know, it's all not on the size of something like SAB, but at the same time, he puts so much effort into each helicopter that it's like he delivers you a premium product when you finally get it. And at the same time too, he's an upstanding guy. So when he had issues, he automatically made sure he took the took care of those issues. And corrected them for people. Uh, and I remember, like, when I met Luca, you know, because I said to him, when I finally met him at Urcha, and I said to him, you know, I believe in what you're doing because it's like you put out a product, you put out a heli that somebody, that you, people know flies great, they know the quality's high, but it's tough at the same time, and you can crash it, and it's a realistic crash. And I remember he was like, yeah, but I don't sell a lot of spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. but um yeah i've i've been really pretty much happy with uh with uh, oxy and and the designs that luca has come up come up with pretty That's cool awesome. uh, any other sponsors no other uh i'm sponsored by the billy Ann youtube channel oh <laughs> nice how's, how's your budget <laughs> yeah you guys pretty you know use your budget pretty stout you know like it's millions of dollars now. It's doing good now. We had to we had to invest uh we had to invest in some camera equipment, but I mean don't lie, out. it was probably after you released the, the Gucci interview at from Urcha last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, this dude, really took off, right? Racking in the cash on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I bro I I was the one who started all. Oh, really? What'd you no. do? Did you show your butt again? No, no, no. We did an interview at my uh at my local field in front of an airplane, like had to be like Three years ago now? No, that three was four years. years. Actually, Rob was looking at that was 2018 when he was flying his jet. Um, but yeah, that was back then. So, no, uh, good good gateway for for Chris here into the next question. Yeah, yeah. what well, brought you to shooting videos? Are you into uh, well, like what got you started in all this? <laughs> Couldn't say it, huh? Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Bills into voyeurism is what it is. No, I'm not. <laughs> what the? I should have said it. I had that dot on in my head. <laughs> Jesus. He had to practice. I oh, mean, I even talked about, you know, you showing your ass. Be like, oh, was it? did you get into voyeurism right after you saw yeah, my you ass know. the first time? Oh, my God, Chris. We need to work, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you there. Don't worry about it. With yeah, our yeah. help, you're going to be the best. <laughs> well, basically, when I got into the hobby, I was already doing a lot of I was, I'd always done a lot of photography, uh, and I was doing astrophotography before that. 
but I was doing a lot of uh, general photography. Um, and so when I went out to Urcha, I think in about 2015, the funny thing was like the first year I joined, I got into the hobby. I went, my, I went the first year straight to um, Urcha and, and probably bought one of the first V-Control, one of the first V-Controls to come back to New Jersey. Uh, but when I went to Urcha that year, I brought my camera and I shot a ton of pictures. Um, and I was uploading them. So I was trying to um, take a lot of a lot of pictures, uh, particularly the speed event, because uh, I met Justin Pucci there. Mm. Uh, so I took a lot of pictures of them, um, then uploaded them to Facebook. Uh, and and the other thing, it kind of worked out good for me, because what, what happened is I would go to, um, I go to like an RC, local RC club, and I take pictures, um, or I take pictures of the guys flying helis or planes. And they'd really like the picture, and then I'd forward to them. But it kind of broke that barrier. Like, you know, I didn't really know much about the hobby. But then people would be, they'd like the picture, and then they were kind of like, oh, so what are you flying? And I'm like, I'm just starting out. And it was kind of like, then they'd be like, oh, well, I can I can help you with that, Helly, or I can help you with this problem. Uh, so it was kind of worked out uh, that way. Uh, but, but the thing was, over time, I would watch people fly helicopters. and particularly at that time too, I would go on YouTube and, you know, everybody was using like a cell phone. A lot of people were at that time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're still using cell phones. Uh, and although cell phones are a lot better now than they were a few years ago, but sure. I just felt when I would watch people um, flying helicopters that, you know, I said, this is just so amazing, especially the things that some of these pilots can do. Uh, you know, it should be captured. Uh, you know, and, and, and it, there should be a high level of production to this at the same time. Uh, so that's why I said, you know what, if I can get, if I can start shooting, you know, a decent quality level videos, you know, I think that's what I really want to do um, in the hobby besides flying the helicopters. So mm-hmm. I started out with, uh, I started out with a Canon, which was okay. Um, and then finally the big dog, was when I got the GH4. I think that was in somewhere around 2017 or so, and I bought that. And that was a four. It's a 4K camera, shooting 30 frames per second. Um, and and then a really amazing slow motion too in 4K. No, no, not in 4K, but still good slow motion. And um, that really just up up the up the um the production level. I think of the videos. And then finally, I think somewhere in maybe 2019, somewhere around there is then when I finally invested in the one that I have now, the GH5, the big dog. And that one's really nice because the GH5 is a 4K camera. It can also shoot 4K at 60 frames per second, which I've transitioned over to. Um, But at the same time, the big winner also is the fact that it has built-in stabilization. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, that really helped out a lot. So that really helped out for shooting um, videos. But, but, but again, if you subscribe was... to Bill's Patreon, you'll be able to yeah. help him out in buying a red camera. Yeah. Well, you could just give me cash. Cash, right? Cash. Just, so when you see me, there. give me cash. Yes. If you have Vimo, <laughs> cash, Apple yeah. Pay, I take it all. Take it all. Um, uh, any... any um, yeah, I'll take whatever you got. I can. 
free helicopter I can sell later on eBay. That That's right. There you go. Yeah. But like I said, it was all a matter of I really wanted to bring a higher level production um, uh, video content to people. Uh, and, and, and basically, it was just a matter of getting the cameras because I could do that. But, and at the same time, too, it's a learning process. So over time, I think I, think I got better at making videos over time. Yes. But that would be yeah. the audience to judge. And, uh, and I got to say, Bill, the one thing that was uh, different about you is there was that high production in helis, but it wasn't on YouTube. It was like Run Rider where you had to know where the site yeah. was. So that was the big thing with you is you were on YouTube. So anybody could find you. Anybody could share the link. Yeah. And the other thing I think about it, too, is that that's a good point, Chris. And the other thing I think about, you had some YouTube channels that had high production value, but they're channels that are dedicated, like, like for example, SAB. They have very good production value on, their, on theirs. Um, yes. Mikado has very good on theirs. But they're geared towards a specific manufacture the product right and my channel i try and bring you everything you know i bring you sab i bring you mikado i bring you oxy heli um you know i i bring you links you know i'm trying to i'm trying to cater to everybody it's the channel while i'm while i have good affiliation and ties and love for luke and oxy heli i'm trying to bring you everything that's out there so it's so it's not just so it's a high production value but it's not on just one product it's on everything yeah and it's not just the product you also brought us the pilots too which yes yeah yeah thank you do you have a specific format that you follow when you're shooting video you know like you're you are pre-thinking um and i hate using this word because i mean i don't think this is what you're going for but like you know you have kind of a sequence or a story that you're following you know what i mean when you shoot or is it like you know do you have what, what's your format i guess is what i'm getting at no, you're definitely you're definitely on the mark. I mean, I when I start shooting helis, when I, if somebody's going to go fly a heli, I try to basically make sure I have focus before they actually start up the helicopter, and I try and show a lot of times I try and shoot, show the wide angle that actually shows the pilot, and then zoom to the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to give you that visual reference of where the pilot is, okay, and that they're actually there flying the helicopter. Um, and then they do the flight, and so you know I'm. I try and follow the helicopter during the flight. I like to zoom in, probably sometimes maybe a little too much, but you know you get pilots who can do a lot of fantastic things. So sometimes you know say they get they get really far out, but they're doing like a big, uh, a big loop around, and you know you try and zoom in when they're real far out, and then, and then zoom out when they're back close in. And the nice thing is that you know. A lot of helicopter flying it's kind of what i would say a medium distance and my camera the like the lens particular that i'm using it really is geared towards that um and then the person is going to come down and land and i'm going to try and zoom out because again i want to get you i want to give you the visual reference of this is the actual pilot flying and this is where they're situationally located and also i want to capture the video of the person um, not particularly when they picked up the helicopter but when they actually are kind of maybe walking back, like I want you to feel like you're there next to them. Right. Kind of, if that makes sense. You know what I love about your production, Bill, What's for that? your videos? I love the fact that you, you almost do like a synopsis of what the video is going to be in the beginning. 
where you yeah. almost kind of run you. through it really quick. And, you know, maybe that's it's double-edged sword, right? People are like, oh, well, I'm not even going to watch this because I just saw the synopsis. But to me, it's just, it, it kind of captures me, right? I'm like, hmm. Now, now I'm curious to see the actual yeah. full video, you know? And yeah, I really, yeah. I definitely appreciate that. I mean, a big, a big part also is I try and capture a lot of B-roll footage that I can use for that. Um, and so to me, to me, that's always been, it's like, that's always been one of the major enjoyments of making the video is that like I sit in front of the, um, video editor and I'm trying to, you know, I'm creating something. Right. And the nice thing about when you create something, it's like you own it. Like that's something that you created. That's your creation. Um, and to me, I was always trying to bring that type of thing where, you know, it's 20 to 30 seconds um, of video where I can, you know, I can have fun in my mind just saying, like, you know, I know how other people have make, you know, like, on, you know, you can go on YouTube or, you know, watch an advertisement. How do people other show other products or things that are occurring? Um, and so how can I make those first 20 to 30 seconds um, interesting? And what little snippets do I want to actually shoot? Um, and I've learned over the years. And I and I like to I like to meld that with music at the same time, um, and so I feel I've gotten better at that over the years because you know you find you just find things like for example you know like certain snippets but you want them short you know you maybe you want them like two seconds you don't want like long video sequences because that might start to bore people you know they want to see like oh this guy's you know here he is here's the helicopter. Um, and maybe the cool thing is like with the GH5, maybe I can do some like pan, nice panning or zooming in or try and have like the focus add a background, you know, add that kind of like cinematographic element to it because I did a lot of photography, Mm -hmm. um, and try and cater to that. Um, which the only thing is that can be tough because sometimes things at events, they just happen really fast. So it's hard to sometimes get some of those things, but Mm -hmm. I like to incorporate those things before the flight video and then some type of outro, um, you know, maybe 20 seconds outro. Uh, the what I'm trying to do right, what I've been trying to do maybe recently is try and make that a little bit shorter because you're right. Some people love that. Some people don't. Um, I assume that I've talked to a lot of people who have said that they do like that. Uh, but. At the same time, I'm trying to make it short so it's not like, you know, I, I watched some older videos that I had. It was like 50, you know, it was like almost a minute of that. And, then I, and I'm my, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, people probably didn't want to sit there and watch, you know, that stuff for a minute. They wanted to see the heli at some point. But um, making it like, you know, a consistent, fast 20 seconds and then going to flight video, I think that it's like a winning probably works. So I got a question for you, because obviously you, you follow a thought process, right? And how you yeah. do your videos and everything else. Mm-hmm. Have you taken any kind of classes or done any kind of courses or anything like that on photography? No, but I did, um, like I said, I've done hobby. Uh, I've been doing photography as a hobby for a very long time. Uh, I did, uh, I did, I would say the best thing that ever happened to me for, in photography was when digital cameras came out and I got my first uh, Canon digital camera. And I mean, I think that was like around 
2006 or 2007. And I started doing, back then I was more into like nature photography. And I was, and I, but I remember when I, when I got that first digital camera, see somebody like Chris, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to understand it because, you know, he's always thought if you have your cell phone and you can just take a picture, right? But wow. before that you had film and it was like very expensive to take pictures and then get back the result. But the minute you had a digital camera, you could sit there and you could take pictures and you could look at the composition on the back of the camera. And you could see after you take, you know, like 400 pictures a weekend, you get an idea of the compositional elements and what actually works. And I already read some books about photography, too. So you learn things like the rule of, rule of thirds. And, you know, for people who want to get better at photography, you know, you could just go on YouTube and there's going to be stuff that's going to teach you. How to how to do certain compositions, right? It's sure. crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, YouTube. I don't know if I don't think I could add another hobby to my to my <laughs> hobbies. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but even then, like that, even with like your cell phones are so good now. You know, like this, like I got the iPhone um, twelve or no thirteen Pro. I mean, you can zoom in with that, and you can try it. Like, say you had something you wanted to take. Like, say you had a watch, right? And you put it on a table. You could zoom into that and then try and get the background blurred, right? Because that's mm -hmm. going to actually look better. And then you could just mm -hmm. click on that picture. And, you know, when it comes to the actual, like, um, how to actually get the edit the picture, you know, you can click on auto and then you could add maybe a vignette around it. So there's a lot of stuff you could just do, a, do on your phone mm -hmm. um, and learn a lot of photography right there. Yeah, because I use for my iPhone, I have like a tripod stand. The way I do my videos in front, when I fly in front of my house, mm -hmm. which it doesn't follow the, the heli, but I put it on HD, you know, uh, format and I do 60 hertz. So then what I do is I film it kind of wide angle, but then I'm able to zoom at certain spots yeah. and come in and out of it. And it's, it's actually really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'm not, you know, what did I spend, you know, $30 a month for the phone? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could still kind of, it's amazing what the phones could do now and the power yeah. they have, you know. The thing is, phones are, phones are getting better every day. I would say, um, I would actually say, if you really wanted to up your game with the cell phone, um, I would probably say what you really want to do is you want to maybe look into the mic, right? Maybe if there's a portable, like, uh, Rhodes, like maybe some type of small portable Rhodes mic, that you can plug into your phone right. and use that because the problem is not the actual for a lot of stuff is not actually the um the video the problem you have is the audio and the problem you're going to have is that if you have any bit of wind or it's going to get picked up right and so the thing is yeah. most people will agree right like you know somebody goes to fly a helicopter um and it's a nice cell phone video We'll watch it until all of a sudden we hear like, you know, wind noise the whole time. And, and that, Which that's is super really annoying, the, by the way. Yeah. And, and like I said, that's the biggest problem really with, with cell phones. It's not so much how, how good they capture video because that's really improved. It's really the fact that you're going to have wind noise because they have a microphone, their microphone is built into their, into their body. And so mm -hmm. if you can get some type of mic, that has some type of like, like I have a dead cat on mine um, that will filter out that wind noise. That might really get you a lot farther and you might even be right. even happier. 
because a big part of my system is I have the camera, but you know, the huge part of it is I have the Rhodes video mic that I stick on top of the camera, and then I have the Dead Cat, um, which is like this big, it looks like a, they call it Dead Cat, so it's like a little fluffy animal that's been stuck over the mic, but that filters, <laughs> it filters out a lot of, uh, a lot of the wind noise. Right. Oh. Yeah, and, and we all know heli feet, heli fields are like always windy. <laughs> so. That's right. Yep, it's true. Yeah. Open fields, right? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving right along, uh, about your channel, who exactly is watching your channel? I know we had discussed that about demographics, so who, yeah. who's watching? Okay, nobody's really watching it, so that's the first thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. All right, so I pulled up, I went to my channel, I pulled up the demographics, and then I look at audience, okay? Um, and it says that Christopher Diamandi has watched the channel for 300 billion hours, but only his videos. Um, no, it doesn't say Chris. that. That's rude. And I'm subscribed to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, there was actually somebody, I believe, on this podcast who wasn't subscribed, and I had to say, dude, you're really kidding me? You're not subscribed. That's so hilarious. That's, that's how low I am. Um, but, <laughs> okay. So I'm looking at the audience for the, the last 365 days, and I have, it's 2% female, so, that's, so at least I have two ladies that are watching me. Thank you very much. That's Dana and, and Brittany. The rest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe maybe Zimone Center, or she's like, oh, yeah. I'm not even gonna watch that channel. I'm not gonna lower myself. Um, and then and the other is 98% is male. Okay. Now the interesting thing is the age, how the genders are broke up. So, um, 0.2% between 13 to 17, because you have to be over 18 to watch the channel. Although you can be below 18 to be on the channel, because we have some young pilots that are on the channel too. Um, it's five. 18 to 24-year-olds. It's it's almost 20% 25 to 34-year-olds. And the big hitters, almost about the same percent, at like around 28% each, is the 35 to 44 and the 45 to the 54s. So basically, as we would expect in our hobby, like that's almost like, it's almost 60% of the people watching Billion are between age 35 and 54, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then we also have almost 15% between 55 and 64. Um, and then 3% 65 plus. Interesting. Yeah. So, but the other interesting thing to me is that um, when you look at the top geographic locations listening to the channel, um, it's 27% the U.S., eight, almost 8% Germany. 4.5% Thailand, 4% Germany, and then almost 4% UK. Thank you, UK. Thank you, Japan. Thank you, Thailand. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Germany. US, we need to get the numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got to step it up a notch. Right? Yeah, and then it goes, after the UK, it's like 2% South Korea, 2% France, because... Come on. France, really? <laughs> you have and then the most insulting thing is it's only 1.5% Australia 
And I know there's like a way more people in Australia fly flying helicopters. They they just don't want to watch right. my videos. So it's a little bit it's a little bit insulting, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, don't let them don't um, let them bring you down. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know that. The other thing I like is when you look at like um it tells you basically when people are watching it. So basically uh, the most viewers are like on Saturday and Sunday hmm. between, you know, nine o'clock and eleven o'clock. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting thing. I mean in general, people most times they're watching the YouTubes it's about lunchtime, it looks like to me. But hmm. Saturday and Sundays are the big hitting days. Um Yeah. Definitely, that's that's the big hitters. And then um, other people, other channels were watched. It's a lot of like, I mean, Alan Zabo's got, like I said, almost twenty nine thousand subscribers. He's the, mm-hmm. that's crazy. But that's uh, over the years, right? Yeah, maybe you're right. He's had the yeah. YouTube forever now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. So, what are your future plans? It sounds like you're ready to like take the fight to Australia because you know you need more, more subscribers from Australia, right? Definitely. What's the plan for the channel? Definitely. Um, okay. So, right now, I have. Hold on a second. I had it written down. Now I can't remember. Oh, I have to figure out what my plans are. Man, um, high production over here. He took notes, Kevin. Yeah, I took notes. Took I'm notes. impressed. Yeah, I am too. I'm not. Billion's not messing notes. around. Billion is not messing around in 2020. Two. <laughs> um, in 2020. Two. Two. I remember what year it was. <laughs> so basically, this year I have some big plans. So I have two specific things that I'm going to try and concentrate on. Um, the first thing is. I have, as I told you, I bought the new Blue Yeti uh, microphone, um, and so I'm. That'll help me. It'll be a lot easier for me to do actual um, to produce audio content for videos. Um, and so what I hope to do is hopefully get more like news-related videos out to people, um, because that's definitely I feel we're kind of lacking in the hobby. And the other thing is I'm trying to get more video from different events and different locations and so but the way i'm planning to do that is not just by me going to those locations i'm going to try and incorporate video from other videographers or people who i've given my camera and asked them to use it to take video Mm. um so a good example is like you know come october you know by mid-october we got nothing going really on up here okay Mm. but you still have a lot of helicopters coming out. You still have a lot of people in the south line. So hopefully, if I can get my camera either down to the south, or I can work with people who are shooting video down there, and I can start getting more video from events that are going on um, at those times, that means I have a constant stream of new content that I can put out, that I can give out to um, people. Pretty cool. Yeah, I so like that's, that idea. those are the two plans. Basically, more news type videos and also trying to expand and get video from fun flies that I can't make in different locations. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Now, how can people help you achieve your future plans? Okay. Well, first, like I said, um, Vimo 
PayPal, Patreon, um, Free Hellies, uh, Bitcoin. I will take Bitcoin too. Um, that will help me. All but, the raffle tickets that you can give him. Yeah. <laughs> Free subscriptions to the channel. I have all that too. Um, but no. There's different ways that people help me. So, for example, one big thing is, you know, I feedback is always welcome as long as it's said in, a, you know, it's nice feedback, not like you suck because you do this. Um, but feedback is always a big help. So if you see me at a fun fly um, and maybe you have some type of feedback or something you like or maybe you think you, you think maybe could be improved, whatever. But if it's said in a nice way, you know, I'm always willing to listen. Uh, you know, even a good example is I had people mentioned that they thought maybe the the sound in some of my videos from a few years ago was maybe too loud so over time i've kind of lowered that um and so feedback is definitely helpful um the other thing is if you see me at a fun fly uh you know and i and you think you're a good pilot you know i'm always up for shooting a video um so basically i'm asking people out there to help me get good video content uh so we're at a fun fly you know help me shoot the video um it's always it's always good when i have people you know like you don't have to be a pro pilot but it's always good um when pilots at, at a fun fly you know are up for me shooting the video and and same time too you know some of the pro pilots or the pilots that i've worked out i've worked with through the years you know i'm not here to make anybody look bad they do it themselves no i'm not saying that um, I'm not here to make anybody. I'm not wow. to, I'm just, no, I'm not here to make anybody look bad. So you know, I think some of the pro pilots know that, like you know, if you go to fly the helicopter and there's a crash and there's some type of technical issue, you know, I'm not gonna put the video out. You know, I might ask you, hey, you crashed. This is cool. Uh, can I put the video out? But if you say no, it's not going out. You know, I'm not here to make anybody look bad. You know, especially like pro pilots where you know. They're trying to represent a product, or some companies have very strict guidelines on on what they want seen out there. You know, I'm just happy you're you're letting me shoot the video, and you're an awesome pilot. So I'm not going to be putting out the vi- I'm not putting out videos that make anybody look bad. Um, but at the same time, too, also like a big thing. Also, I might try and do this year too is like maybe setup. You know, so if you have a helicopter and maybe you have it. You know, maybe a short video of you just describe, you know, not even a flight video, you just describe like, hey, here's my raw, for example. This is the AC that I have. This is the servos I have. This is how I've kind of set it up. And that will really help. Because at the end of the day, I always feel that it's not really just, it's not really my channel per se. It's really like everybody's channel, right? Because I'm trying to get everybody up there and, and, but at the same time, I need everybody's help also to, to get content to put out. For the people by the people. How about that? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Whose business model is that, Kevin? Hmm, I don't know. One of those podcasts that... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely ain't free fall. It ain't free fall, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for the people who Nothing's for you. free at free fall, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. That's by the Falling people who you. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I well, like free it. Free Fall is a skydiving channel, so whatever. <laughs> I thought they were the E Flight channel. They're like, uh, oh, coming too. from what from is Horizon it? High. Yeah, yeah. Top Flight. What is the thing? They, yeah, they let's do? talk about more foamy planes. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, don't bash those foamy planes. 
man. You just lost the sponsorship. Right. Otherwise, well, I'll go pick you up. Yeah, let's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they actually have some good helicopters. So I'm not... That's for debate. <laughs> well, let's detour just a little bit. So uh, part of doing this channel, of course, you've had to uh, venture another path. But uh, before we get into that, what are some of the... Uh, you know, supporting, I guess, tools that you use for your YouTube channel. Okay. Um, oh, geez. As far as putting together videos or... Yeah, like, the, do you what, do you download music for it? And, of course, we're on that, I know oh, we're okay. going to dive more into that, but, you yeah. know, what, what supporting tools do you use to make the videos? Okay. So, the primary, like, the video editor that I use right now is this Magics um, video editor. Um, it's called Magics. That, yeah, it's huh, called. Okay. Um, one second, let me get it. It's Magics M A G I X. Hmm. Okay, Magics Movie Editor Pro, 2016, um, and I bought the newer version too. And the interesting thing about that is that, you know, I'm trying to get content out hopefully like two videos a week. And Magic is a very simple, in some ways, video editor. Um, and it's perfect for, you can basically pull up video that you had done on Monday, and then you can get out the old video for that video, and then just put in the new video, and then change the song, and, and pump out a video. So the thing is with Magic is that it's kind of a simple program, but it produces a high-quality video. But because of the simpleness of it, it allows me to produce the video in a relatively short time frame, especially a flight video. So if something's hmm. not a flight video, like it's an interview, like Dan's interview, for example, that was very time-consuming. It took because there's a lot of things you have to put in there. But Interesting. in general, um, I can put out a video relatively fast um, with Magic's because of the simple nature of the program. Um, and what I found too is like when I played around using some more advanced type video editors, like Adobe has something, um, and DaVinci Resolve, which is free, like DaVinci was good, but DaVinci is difficult to work with, uh, hmm. especially if you don't have a killer computer. Um, and it's not the simple nature that, like, say, uh, Magix is. So it's not really the great, Magic is not really the greatest program, but for the majority of what I do it, which is to get a video out fast and hopefully get you guys two videos a week, it really worked out for that. Now, the one thing I've always struggled with through the years was the music for the videos. So a big help to me was um, finding Technoac on YouTube. And a lot of the music you've heard in the videos over the past, um, two to three years, probably two years, have all been from Technoact. Um, he, has, he has a great YouTube channel, and, he has, and the thing is, it's all, it's all copy-free music. So you don't okay. have to worry about getting hit with like a copyright strike. Um, or, and it's free, you said, too. And it's, yeah, it's free. Yeah. And he, you can go, you just look up Technoact on YouTube, and, uh, and then you can, he has a website where you can actually go there, and you can download straight from there. And he has different genres. Um, but the songs right now are primarily coming from Technoac. And um, that really, I believe, has helped the champ. Because then I don't have to like struggle 
going through all these different websites to try and find some type of copyright-free music I can use for a video. And music is crucial because it, it really sets the tone. Yes. You it know, does. and if your music is kind of cheesy or chintzy, like all of a sudden the video just, it kind of loses its, you know, power. You know what I mean? Um, it's that's true. You yeah. know? It definitely does. I mean, I mean it, it's, like I said, it's, the techno act stuff is very solid. Um, I mean, I don't pick all his songs. Some are not really the ones I want to use in the heli video. Mm-hmm. But, but you, so you have to search around a little bit. But some of his hard stuff is, is very solid. And, and um, it, it just works. It works, you know. But before that, man, it was, it was tough going sometimes trying to find really good quality songs that were not um, copyrighted right. to use on the channel. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is a good way to the next question, which is let's talk guitar and recording tracks for your channel, right? Because you kind of started dabbling into that. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I've kind of, well, I put together a new YouTube channel, um, Bill's Guitar Extra. And like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, yes. <laughs> like and, subscribe. and so that has. Basically, I created that channel so that I didn't have to put up. Um, I've been creating some songs myself at home on my computer. Uh, and I created that channel so I could put that content. So if I have the song, I could just put that content on that channel because I don't want to um, water down uh, the helicopter stuff on my channel. Um, and I've been dabbling on that where basically I have a Helix FX stomp which I plug into the computer. And so that does very high-level amp simulation. Um, I mean, if, for people who are in the guitar, I mean, Helix is very um, well-respected, and it's a very good product, too, because um, the Helix is one of those, by Line 6, is one of those products where they constantly update it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's such good value to my, for the money. Um, I bought mine few years ago for about 600 and i mean it's like before you know it they always have a new update which has even better amp simulation than they had before or they added some new feature that works better or right. some better noise reduction um that they that like they just put an update uh which like some of the noise issues i was having like now they're gone because yeah. it samples them out it's um, interesting too because i remember when line six first came out and it was a guitar amp head and it was yeah. all the rage. Like everybody had to have one. And it sounded like total trash. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't be wrong, a lot of bands yeah, tweaked it enough to to make it sound decent, but no way did it sound like a Marshall, right? And yeah. and they've come a long, 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 oh, long way. Long. I mean, it's their stuff is really top notch now. Yeah, it's it's uh, for value for the money, I have no complaints at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so basically, I take the Helix, I plug it into the computer, I plug the guitar into the Helix, and then I can pull up one program which will actually change, which will control the Helix and the simulation that I'm getting, and then it will go directly into the the DAW that I'm using, right. I'm using Studio Five One now, and then I can record the track right there. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've downloaded, I paid for. Um, not very expensive, but I but I downloaded some um, professional quality uh, drum track. So now I have the drum track, and they're high quality. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is you know 
put that in a rhythm guitar, then put that in a lead guitar. And I also bought a bass last summer. Then I got a, then I put down the bass part and there's my song. Right. Um, and so I'm working on creating some songs um, that I will also probably use maybe in the videos. I'm not going to say they're going to be at the rocking quality of like, say, Techno Axe, mm-hmm. um, but it, it gives me something. It's, it's just a kind of a fun thing, fun thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the new surf song sounds really good. Thank you. I don't know if you've ever done a surf song before, but um, it was not lacking in these surfy sounds. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing about that, I was actually in a surf rock band uh, back around 2005. Really? Yeah. I was in a band for a while, and it was interesting because like, if you listen to the surf rock band, it's got the distorted strat in there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where I'm using the Marshall distortion setting, but like, you know, traditional surf rock people, like, they hate that. You know, <laughs> so like I remember when I was in the band, it was like, you know, if I went, if I used this, I mean, I got into the surf rock band when I had like a Les Paul and a Marshall and, and like, you know, it didn't always go over well because it's not the traditional surf rock guitar and sound. Um, so traditional surf rock people might not really like the, uh, the distorted strat in there. Right. But but the same time too. I I mean I like it and I like the contrast it has between the clean. But what really helped me actually produce that put that song together was the fact that Line Six had done an update to the Helix where they had a very convincing um, reverb like that surf rock reverb right. was very specific. They had just put that out a few months ago, um, and that really helped me pull it off. Yeah, it sounded great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Bill. I need you to be honest with me. Who's your favorite free fall host? I would definitely say Kevin. He's the favorite? I he's my it. favorite. Um, but at the same time, he's also my least favorite. So it's like it's an interesting <laughs> mix. It's like he's my favorite host and he's also my least All favorite. All right, well you can only pick one. So who's your least favorite free fall host? It's Kevin. It's, Ke- <laughs> it's Kevin. It's not Ian. I mean, come on. No, no, Ian's a good Freaking guy. Freaking long hair, come on. Dude needs oh, to shave yeah, that shit Ian's, off. Ian's, Ian's, the thing I love about Ian is that Ian's like, he's like, he's always kind of gung-ho about the hobby, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he always gets the feeling of He doesn't like, let Andy get in his way at all. Yeah, that's the other thing. He mm-hmm. is like... He will step is, right over like Andy. Duck, it's like it's like water off a duck's back. <laughs> it's just like, Andy's just rolling down back into the water, right? Yep. Just, um, but, uh, but again, Andy's a very, he's an amazing guy too. I mean, Andy's no, he like, is. he's like the engineer, scientist, farmer. He's just amazing when you talk to the man. Um, he's very, like with technical stuff, like yeah. you can hear, just listening to the show. The person has the most technical knowledge. It's definitely Andy. It's not Steve. Yeah. That's it's definitely <laughs> Steve. Andy. Um, I mean, he was talking about, if you listen to the last podcast, not that I listened, but I think he was. The one last one he was on, I think he was talking about like you know he bought the parts to basically put in the tractor to make it steer itself. Oh wow! I'm like, how is he? How is this possible? Yeah, lazy what? bastard, just yeah. turn the damn wheel. Yeah, and he's gonna <laughs> run it from a jetty too. <laughs> run it from a jetty. Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, that shit will be broken a week. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but but at the same time too, like that. The nice thing about their podcast, it's like similar to this podcast. Like everybody has something that they bring to the table you know mm-hmm. and steve for example you know 
Steve just like he knows what's going on in the industry. Um, but he has like that he has that love for helicopters that, you know, just like it just gushes over um and it gets other people encouraged. And the other thing is too is I think that's very important is that Steve's one of those people that he gets a lot of the product when it comes out. He does. And, and he gets experience with it. He always has been that way for as long as I know him in the hobby. He's Dude, all about yeah. what's He's, the new thing in the hobby. He must have like Scrooge, McDuck, Scrooge McDuck's like money bin out in his backyard. Maybe that's why he's building all these sheds to hold a lot of his freaking cash. I don't know. I don't it's like know. his own Steve Yoon money bin. I don't oh. know. But, but to me, that's what he provides is very important because people want to know. It's like on my YouTube channel. I mean, I see the same thing. People want to know what's going on with the new helicopter. You mm -hmm. know, that's what they want. They mm -hmm. want to see the new helicopter. They want to hear your experience with the new helicopter. Sure. They're all about that. You know, I see that on my YouTube channel. The, the video that's going to get the most views is going to be the one that has the new helicopter that just came out. That's mm -hmm. what people want to see. Because that's, that's how we are at the end of the day. You know, sure. with any product, that's how we are. Mm -hmm. even not, not just how. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think crash is real. I mean, we all like to see a good crash, but I think in the end, you know, you're dead on, um, Bill, that people want to see what's new. Yeah, they want to see new. You know, it's, it's kind of like with our episodes, the, the hardcore, you know, downloading is in the beginning and then it kind of, you're going to pick one here, one there every so often, you know, extra. So, yeah. And like, you said a very interesting thing, though, like that they all bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. mean, the only difference is that Andy brings the table because he flies jetty. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like, I mean, you know, I, like, yeah. Oof. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. Literally, table. the table board. Mm -hmm. He's always yeah. got the e-flight news, too, I think, right? I mean, think about it. He's going to be able to not only use that jetty to control his tractor or his combine, but also have lunch. I mean, that's right. It's oh, a win-win situation. Put I his ham you. sandwich down right on top of it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. That's right. <laughs> he just made so many jetty people mad. <laughs> He's like, I'm never, I'm tomato. never gonna be able. To, I'm never gonna recover from this. I'm never gonna be able yeah. to buy a jetty ever. That's okay. He'll come back and oh, be like, have to worry about he'll that. say, "Well, at least I can buy my radio." <laughs> yeah. That's what he'll say. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna have to work on my Andy impression. <laughs> I love Andy. I stopped trying to imitate Andy. Uh, I think that's what. I think if that. Definitely, I think got on his nerves the first time I met. I was like, "How y'all doing, Andy?" And then I was like, "Then the next search, I was like, I don't know why he doesn't talk to me." Um, <laughs> he says I'm a dick. I was like, you, maybe you, that was why. You know where we need to bring you because you're definitely gonna, pretty sure you're gonna be able to see Andy there. Is RCHO or Urcho? When are you coming down to visit the Mecca, dude? The Disney World of Helis. Yeah, you know I'm telling you, I really screwed up this year because I was so close to coming to RCHO. Um, this the at the last event, it was like, it was such a hit and miss thing. And then later on, I was like, man, I shoulda shoulda just gone. I almost made it because it was like right before gas prices blew up mm -hmm. a little bit more. Um. And I could have just about fit it between my work schedule. And basically what happened was like the week before um, or like that week of the event, I looked at the weather and to me, you know, 
the main only reason I was the main reason I was going. It was gonna be nice to see people, but the one of the primary reason I was gonna go was to shoot video, right? Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the weather, it was looked like it was gonna rain and it was gonna be windy. It always looks like that, though. Yeah, I know, I know, because I was looking. I think it was right. Raleigh is right next to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the weather and I said, "Oh man, you know, if it's just gonna be a wind tunnel and rainy." I'm not going to really be shooting video. So, yeah, like, it it's not going to be worth all. going. And I didn't go. And then I still remember when I woke up, like, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. Oh, Friday, yeah. And I was looking at the live picture video um, on Facebook, and I said, son of a mm-hmm. bleep, bleep. I should have just freaking gone. Yeah, Friday was but, great. Saturday yeah. was a little more chilly and maybe a little more windy. But, I mean, it it still was a great day. No rain. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, it doesn't matter when RCHO holds an event, it's always encapsulated with rain. Like, it's always threatening rain. And then we get there and it's like, you know, it's always usually really nice. There's only been maybe once or twice. Either it rains before and makes the the field a complete mess, like the parking, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it'll rain briefly during the event. But, you know, yeah, it usually turns out pretty good, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I was kind of bummed. I should have, should have gone, but, um, We'll see. Maybe yeah. in the fall. We'll fix it and come this summer. They'll have something this summer, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, yep, yep. What's okay. your worst <laughs> and best experience at an event? Oh, man. I mean, I've had so many good experiences at events that I really don't know. Um, I really can't pin down that specific experience was the best. But I do know my worst experience. I can tell you that one. Let's go with that. Here we go. Oh, God. Okay. So there was a particular... um, Oh, man. Okay. There was a particular uh, spring fling uh, where I decided to go out and night fly one of my smaller helicopters at night. You didn't hear about this? (laughs) I don't know anything about this, no. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he knows what I'm talking about. Well, the good thing is a lot of other people... um, Probably have had bad incidences similar to this at this point that nobody cares about this. But anyway, so I went out. It was night flight. It was nighttime, and I went to go fly under the lights. And I got and I got my uh, my little helicopter a little too far out, and then it came back at me like flying like a speeding freaking bullet. <laughs> um, so I hit rescue. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like so I hit rescue, and I basically made it go like up. To my over, over my head, up to the, um, up to my right, and it just disappeared in the darkness. Oh wow! And uh, I shut the motor off, and I remember turning around and seeing like everybody sprinkling, basically, also now going down, um, up, going up the field to see something, while I'm standing there holding my transmitter. I said. Oh. <laughs> god this is not good um and so basically what had happened the helicopter had gone flying uh over the buildings and came down uh in the vicinity of somebody's vehicle i don't want to talk about that um but it came in the vicinity of their vehicle and then was laying there um and you'd be surprised like i said oxy helicopters they're very tough um and they could do a lot of damage uh that little helicopter did cost me some money. Um, but the funny thing was, then I got over there, and there's the helicopter. And Kyle Dahl, 
big sit up and he goes, see, the problem is he probably doesn't have a Neo. And then he, he looks at it and there's a Neo right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on, on the That's funny. But, uh, yeah, that That's was great. definitely, that was my worst thing that ever happened in an event. Just because it was very it was very scary because I was just really like, man, what if I had hurt somebody? Like, nobody got hit by the helicopter. But I was right. just yeah. like, man, what if somebody got hurt? And that, that would have just been like, oh, how horrible is that? I mean, I was really, you know, I think we all go through parts in the hobby where something has with a helicopter and we get freaked out. Um, and, like, that wasn't my first time having something like that, but that was definitely the, one of the scariest. No doubt about it. Um, that I, I didn't do any knife flying, I think, for, like, the next two years. Oh, I still wow. really don't do much knife flying now because of that, that incident. But I think it was a combination of, um, it just was a, it was a small helicopter, um, and I was flying it way too aggressive at the time that I should have been doing. You know, I probably would have been better if I had grabbed, like, my 550 and not flown it aggressive under lights like I had done a few times, and nothing bad would have happened. So that was my worst uh, experience at an event, definitely. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So yeah. speaking of spring fling, oh, uh, are you going this year? Yes, I should be there. The hotel is booked. Nice. So I will be praying. Which hotel are you at? You're the best Western there nearby? or? Uh, I think I have the, one of the comfort inns. Oh, okay. It's more in towards fredericksburg i mean it's it's okay. yeah it's it's close in there but the price yeah. was pretty good and the reviews for the hotel were good too so well we usually stay at that best western that's like five minutes two minutes from the field and i was like shocked and appalled at the prices that they're charging now it's like 180 a night yeah that's why i didn't stay there i was like holy crap are you serious it was never that much so pretty crazy yeah yeah, I wasn't too crazy with the price. The prices of the ones close to the field, and then I think there's like two that are like, like you're saying, the best westerns expensive. There's another one that's expensive, and then there's ones that's like really cheap. But then mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you read the reviews and you're like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. I want to. I mean, that's the thing for me. It's like when I look at a hotel, I try and find some one that I I don't need to stay at the cheapest cheapest hotel. I but I want one that has hopefully a lower price. But at the same time, you got to read the reviews and see what people are saying. Like, I saw one where the price was really good. But then people were like, you know, this is a great hotel. Price is good. It's just you got to listen to the highway all night, you know. Right. And I'm not down for something like that. So I think for the price, for what I got, it should be good. The reviews look decent. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah. So, but I should be there. Camera's ready. So... Let's get out there and have some crap. I mean, some flying. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm hoping that I make it. I. I think things are going to be good. So uh, that's good. We'll. We'll see. All right. Well, Bill, we appreciate very much you coming on tonight. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. It's been a good time. Uh, even last week when we were talking for, geez, I think till midnight then too. But uh, oh, that was a long time. It was. It was such a good time. But um. Looking forward to seeing you, sir. Uh, hopefully we can make that happen. But um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do it? Okay, I'm on Facebook as William Anthony, so you can uh, send me a friend request uh, and then send me a message. 
And also, too, if you leave comments on my YouTube channel, I do read the comments. Okay. So, um, you can also contact me through the YouTube channel, Bill Ann, hashtag, subscribe. Um, but I will read comments posted there, too. Okay. All right. And don't post hateful comments on the YouTube channel. Those are deleted. Yeah, just don't But that do really it. doesn't happen that much. Yeah. Save that for the Facebook groups. Yeah, save that for... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> too soon? Sorry. Yeah, too soon. But if you po- if you do post anything negative on, like, a Chris Diamani uh, video, that's fine. I'll leave that's that That's okay, too. Yeah, that's okay. I'll leave for that. sure. Give me all the hate. Is it yeah. still at the end of the day? <laughs> I'm like, but how could you beat up on a sweet child? I mean, come on. This <laughs> is <laughs> your problem. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, he's so innocent he's so innocent <laughs> young man this is what you're posting the, dare you the whole, the whole uh, event you should be like hey young man come here yeah. mm. I need some help on my cane oh my gosh <laughs> oh man oh. it'll be fun I'm actually excited yeah. I'm super excited about yeah. the fun fly I'm looking forward to it mm-hmm. I mean I, I, I might not be able to make it all the way down you know, I might not have you know gas money after halfway through the <laughs> the trip, but yeah, yeah. Know. And that's another thing. Make sure you look out for Bill's Patreon account. He he's mm-hmm. gonna need that. Yes, and, yep. um, I need gas money. Yeah, I Definitely. think I think Heliheads needs to start a Patreon too because man, with these gas prices, I mean, dude, my truck is freaking gnarly on gas. So all it's, I know is that every town has a corner. Just remember, just, I, you, you know, gotta, I mean, oh bull, my lord, you know, <laughs> cleans things yeah. out too. So. We can farm out Chris if we have to. I mean, farm, we gotta yeah, make yes. money somehow. Yeah. I like that. If it comes down to it. Yeah. We'll pimp him out. <laughs> He'll take one for the team. Right. Nice. One for the team. Literally take one for the team. All right. Well, if you would like to get in touch with us here at the Heliheads Show, you can reach us at theheliheadshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you got show ideas, you want to be a guest, let us know. If you have a question about setups or anything like that, we would love to answer that on the show as well. So uh, what else we got? Like our Facebook, follow and subscribe us on Podbean and iTunes. Sweet. Make sure you give us some comments. I mean, you know, we got to fill our time somehow here, you know? Yeah. No bad comments, though. We don't usually have guests that talk as much as Bill, so, you know, got to do something. Yeah, nothing like the like the video with Bill sucked. No comments (laughs) like that. Don't have him back. Like don't yeah. no comment like that. Yeah. But don't don't forget, you know, you just heard it from the horse's mouth. Leave feedback, give a shout out to the other heli podcast personalities and video personalities. Bill Ann is it. Yeah. Thank that you. or Simone, you know, whatever. Yeah. Choose your pick. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, you know. <laughs> we got a lot of the good videographers <laughs> out there too. Yep. No, it's always it's always nice to 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 have those type of uh, YouTube channels and podcasts, you know, in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Don't don't give up. Always, always, always listen to them. It'll be makes it better. All right. Well, Gooch, won't you give us your parting words so we can get the heck out of here? All right. So I changed it up a little bit. Oh. Hashtag spring fling or bust. You know, for the for the northeast and east coasters. Uh, hashtag 
Uma 2022 on 7S. You yes. hear that, Andy? 7S. 7. Yep. Not 8. Why? Seven. Why 8? I still don't get it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, I'm starting to fly like skids. Yep, the That's crashes true. are pretty gnarly. Mm. <laughs> hashtag, spring is in the air. I mean, we're getting days in the 60s up here in South Kanukistan. Spring wow. is about to be here. Maybe, and maybe then, Mike Sobey will come out of hibernation. Maybe. I got, I'm going to have to drag him. Mm-hmm. Drag him out of the house. And Todd. Yeah, and Todd. I was talking to him. We wouldn't get him out. And last but not least for me is three blades are better than two. Right, Chris? It's true. Absolutely. I can back that 100%. Yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's next? Who's Chris, next? What you All got, right. Chris? Hashtag, I don't know what I'm doing. First That's time perfect. Neither do we. <laughs> yeah, we can figure that one out. <laughs> oh, shit. Hashtag, assert dominance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, made a whole event without crashing. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. And Mr. Bill Ann, what you got, sir? All right. I got hashtag, we miss you, Mike Longo. Mm. Um, and hashtag subscribe Bill Ann. That's right. Hashtag subscribe Bill's Guitar Extra. That's Bill's Guitar Extra. Don't hold back. Come on. Don't hold back. And then hashtag bring flank. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, All right. and hashtag is Patreon. Is Patreon. <laughs> yep. Look out for that. It's coming. It's hashtag coming. bring cash and bring Bitcoin. Ca- and raffle tickets. <laughs> bring gas money. Gas money. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, here we go. We got uh, If It Flies, It Dies or Desolders. We've yeah. got Hashtag 12 AM is my limit. One of my personal <laughs> faves. Hashtag If You Crash Enough, There's No Need for Maintenance. Facts. Yep. And, of course, my biggest one. This is going to be the new one, I guess, because we're retiring the old one. We got Hashtag Proham Fister. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Episode 68 with Mr. Bill Ann. We'll catch you guys next Thank time. Thank you, everybody. Laters. Later. So Chris is going to bring us in with the butt is hot. I'm going to lead him into it. And uh, mm-hmm. then Gooch, you're going to do your thing, okay? Butt is hot. Not yet. No, more than that. More you, than yeah, that. you got to get guttural, like yeah, snarl like, with it, all right? Yeah. Here we go. All right, well, let's head into our next segment. And we've got with us this evening Chris to give it to us. Butt is hot. No, dude. It's got to be like, fuck is hot! Like, screaming. Fuck is hot! There you go. Something like that. (laughs) Do it again. You're asking the most passive person to fucking do this. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You're going to learn. Wake up, Uh, Kim. Tell her it's it's time. But it's hot! Chris, dude. (laughs) Jesus.
Oh my god. I'm talking about like being like a metal singer, you know what I mean? Like what is hot? Yeah. Not country, metal. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Otherwise but I have Bill Dadgummit. Bill, just do it. Bill does because Bill's got that more like Good grief. What is hot? Yeah. That'll work, whatever. We'll take it. Fucking yep. take it while you got it. Oh my gosh! This so what is hot? I've never been asked to host again. Uh, you know, you were a we're contender. We're gonna work on you. We're you were a contender until now. Yeah, they're gonna pull you off of this one. I gotta just figure out how to edit you out. We we gotta give him some on the job training, Kevin. That's oh, man. I'm telling. I didn't realize it was gonna be that hard. I didn't realize saying "but is hot" could be so difficult. Mm. Can we say? Can I say one thing though? I feel like I'm more talkative on Bill's damn podcast than my own. Well, why? Why is that? I don't know. Listen, it's a develop developmental stage. You know, we're trying Might to work like you in courage, here. But yeah, we'll work it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bill, you gotta hang out with the cool people. I think you you've been stuck. I in, ha- I know. hang out with the cool people. I hang out with Joe. <laughs> Who's Joe? Joe, mama, that's who, bitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he goes he to was, bed like he goes to bed like nine thirty. He was waiting to say that. <laughs> I was. I can't believe you fell for that. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I'm ready to shoot it from the waist. Yeah. Whoa! Take it easy, pal. <laughs> <now>, okay. <laughs> Take put it easy, dude. Put put it back in your pants. Yeah. Some things we don't even know about. Holy shit! I know you're young, but yeah. Apparently he's full of it too. Jesus. Here we go. Jesus. We're gonna get started. Ready, go. All right. Oh boy. More theta people. I don't even know who that dude is. Steve. Oh, Steve Yoon. Okay, my bad. That dude needs to grow his beard back. I'm tired of this mess. Nobody here. Damn it, Steve. Grow your damn beard back. Chris. Chris, the person has to ask me the next question. No, I don't. All right. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get into the hobby, Bill? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So polite. Didn't make me ask myself. Um, So. Go on. Uh, oh god! I'm trying to think because I, I can't think. What was I gonna say? Um, this is what happens when you get too old. <laughs> it's okay. I can splice it together. All right. Let me give me a second. What was I gonna say? Oh, okay. This is what I was gonna say. The, the other thing I thought about I, was about the channel was that perfect. Well, you guys did awesome. great. Thank you. All yep. right. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Very nice yep. of you. Sorry, sorry you for going 12. past 11 o'clock. Yeah. No, no, that's right. Dude. Yeah. You'll hear from his lawyer. You can just yeah. tell people. <laughs> yeah, just tell people tomorrow that you were on, you're on the, the best podcast that uh, you could possibly be on. Chris has got to get milk before he goes to bed, so. <laughs> what? No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's going to be good. Let's see. So it's just me and Daniel, huh?
Mm-hmm. I gotta find this damn thing before Kevin shoots me. Yeah, I'll show my screen. Here you did. We'll see. So, what are we doing for for sleeping arrangements, Kevin? Are we getting um, a hotel room? Are I got we... top. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna Whoa. spoon you. Got top. <laughs> I'll take bottom. It's okay. <laughs> it's less work. <laughs> if you're sideways, there's no actual top or bottom. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, technically speaking, you know, if there's three of us, somebody's got to be top. Well. I mean, there's that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if Chris Barnes comes, then I mean, dude, we're we're full full blown freaking BLT up in this bitch. Yep. The, <laughs> the full spread. You know what I mean? Oh my God. What, Bill? Is it making you blush? Mm. That type, I don't know. It's that type of podcast. I mean, <laughs> it's not a podcast. You just let me know what your room number is, Bill. Ooh, baby, I'll be there Thursday mm-hmm. if you can get there early. I'll come stroke you. I mean, play your guitar. We could get ever. We have our own fun fly. So. <laughs> See, <laughs> he's in. He's there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, let me know. 